Hey, hey, hey. I'd like to welcome everyone to episode four of Sit Down with Tony P and Matty B. Matty B is still out. He is recovering from the COVID. Hopefully he'll be back this Sunday. But right now, man, we have uh, two special guests. Um, very, very, very good friends of mine. Um, love them both to death. One was the best man in my wedding. And the other one uh, I've known basically my whole life. We have Nick Rice and Matthew Atkins. Pom, thanks for inviting us in tonight. Excited, brother. Oh, no, nah, man. Listen, I, I really appreciate you guys coming, man. Uh, Matthew Atkins, which is Chew, he's in the background. He's just here. Uh, he's he's going to get his toes wet a little bit. Maybe he jump in. Maybe he might not. We'll see how it goes. But uh, so here we are with my buddy Matt with the COVID deal. Um, we kind of put the show on hold for two weeks, and it was Christmas. It's just everybody has a lot of stuff going on. And um, so I, I didn't want to do the show without him. But then I thought, and this is respectfully to Matt, I mean, I got two of my buddies who, who, um, you know, I like to have on and we got to have content. So we've been two weeks without it. And just so y'all know, I'm, I don't know what the magic number is here, but uh, considering we have three shows out and two of the guests are people who I really didn't know, we've hit 350 downloads. Uh, not saying that's everything. Hell, you look at Rogan and them, they're getting, you know, 200,000 a day. But, you know, uh, here we are in my basement and, uh, you know, we got 350 downloads. That means some people are listening. So uh, I wanted to have Nick and Chew on. Um, a, I think they're just good guests and they're interesting people and their family. And, uh, and, 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 and lastly, we're all Newport boys. And um, I say that, you know, I'm straight up and down. Newport kind of has this... Uh, um, stigma stigma to it man it, it's uh it, it's it's kind of not good and um you know you know i live up here in fort thomas in the bubble and uh some of the best uh some of the best compliments was when people come up to me and say man we like we like seeing people like you up here because i'm from newport and that i'll never forget when we were in middle school um coach eckert and Sauter. i've always looked up the highlands like it's highlands man right they're rolling state champs and they both said, hell, you know, half them people up there are Newport people. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's true. Um, but anyway. You so, know, Pump, Pump, that is true. But uh, the thing is, like, just thinking about all the people that we graduated with or right before us, right after us. I mean, I have about 10 times more people that have went on to be successful. Oh, right. Than that have went the other way. I mean, I could think of. Exactly. You know, big time people that, uh, you know, that CEOs at Kroger's like Tara or right. professors at UC like Melissa or Matthew, or, I mean, you can right. go on forever with this list. So no, I, I'm, I'm super proud of our group. Oh, no, you're right. Really and, um, and like you said, um, whether it was academically or athletically, I've always jokingly said, and again, I know, so you were 98, right? Mm -hmm. So Matthew and I graduated in 2000. So our middle school years from the seventh grade on to about 2001-ish, 2002, Newport had a good run of kids, man. It's they really run. did. Um, and what I mean by a good run it wasn't just the basketball or this, that, or the other. It was good kids, and, and, and Mr. Hunter always said it best. You know, he calls me, Rich, you know, you guys have some of them kids, man, but you know what? Between 746 and 246, they're good kids. And that was the truth. And, uh, you know, on the football end of it, God rest his soul, uh, Coach Lucas, um, you know, I think changed a lot of that. Um, you know, and, and I said this before on one of my Facebook Lives, there's not many coaches, and I say this about Newport and Holmes, where you tell a kid every minute you're late, that's a lap, and you don't lose them. 
You're right. There's not many people that can that can that can a, a big old country white boy coming into an inner city school and making you buy into, hey, every minute you're late's a lap and quote me on this. If you miss the practice, is it twenty or twenty five? I can't remember. It was not, one of I'm them. I'm not sure, but it was a ton. Yeah. And I know I remember guys running them on Friday to make yes. the game before game yes. time. Yes. Yes. And I know Coach Lucas went a long way to draw me in the right direction. And honestly, I, I credit him with saving me in a time that you know, life was pretty dark. You know what I mean? So right. I love Coach Lucas. The yeah, death. Yeah. And I've and told his son that a hundred times. Right. You know. Yeah. And again, we'll, we'll we'll get to Coach Lucas. So here we are. We have Nick Rice and, and and Matthews in the background. He might chime in with some stuff. So Newport boy grew up in the East End. Big family. Big family. Youngest of twelve. Seven sisters, 12. four brothers. And if you know if you got seven sisters, you got to be pretty tough. So <laughs> it's a little crazy down there. Nah, yeah. It was great. It was great. So uh, so twelve of you. Mm-hmm. 12 of you is in uh, down there in the East End, J-Bug, God rest his soul. Lots of good times down there, man. It was. I mean, you can you can look back to all the holidays that we had, um, not just my family there, but all the nieces and nephews. And if you, you add them all up, we, there were like 75 grand and great-grandchildren. Right. So it was like 100 people in the backyard. And for every summer holiday or Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, those are memories that, you know, you just – I don't know if you can ever get anything like that today. Like, no, you're right. It was awesome. It, it, it's different. And, and all the friends. Right. I mean, everybody. Right. Like you said, everybody, like J-Bug, like mm-hmm. it, it, it was everybody's grandma. And, right. and I know we were talking about it before we started here, but when we all went to the Ohio State football camp, I remember like it was yesterday, my dad had the blue Caprice Classic drop me up to your house because I think it was your mom and dad or one of them drove us up to the camp. You're right. You know, I'll never forget it. It was like six in the morning. You know, I'll never forget that. Um, but, uh, and, 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 and about your dad, he passed away how many years ago was it? About four or five. Okay, four or five. So, but yeah, it sounds like you said big family. Mm-hmm. Big family, man. And um, to be honest, for the most part, every one of us came through Newport, with the exception of my, my oldest two, Debbie and Butch, and right. with Dayton. Yeah, and, and, and just to backtrack earlier, when we opened up here talking about Newport, and that's the thing with Kelly's family. They're all Newport people. You're right. You know, every single now Kelly went out to Campbell County in high school, but she went to Mildred Dean and all that here. And, you know, her brother and sister and mom and dad, all Newport people. And uh, my dad went to Newcastle, but my mom and on my mom's side, they're all Newport people. Um, but yeah, so uh, so now um, so Nick Rice, East End, 4th Street. You're right. So Fourth Street Elementary. The Falcons, baby. baby. Drinking the Falcon juice. God rest his soul, Jeff Lane, man. <laughs> exactly. That Falcon press, man. Yes. yes. So uh, so um, there, man. Um, Obviously, you want to talk about a weird situation. I did a New Year's Eve party, so not only, not only is Fourth uh, Street gone, the library is now a reception hall. You're right. I just did a wedding there. So, and again, I I, I honestly got to think. I don't I don't know however long they tore Fourth Street down that I've came. I guess it would be westbound where Fourth Street would be on your right because mm-hmm. it's a one way. And I did that because they had a spot for me in the side to park. And it was just so weird to drive down 4th Street and not see the school there and to see condos. And then to pull into the library and there's no books. (laughs) It was just different, man. Right. Newport must be the most rapidly advancing city in probably in Kentucky on how much it's changed. And eventually, I think it's going to almost be like an executive little city. And right. the city that we grew up in is no longer there. Right. I'll tell you what's cool, man. Um, and I'd like to have him on at some point. Sid Bavard has an old black and white video. And it has. I think his mom or dad had it. So it's, you got to think this was back then to where there was there's no sound. It's just the video. And it's black and white. And it's him and Jimmy Horseman. So That's as awesome. you can imagine, those goofballs. 
um, uh, they had, um, they were, um, so Sid lived down here in the West End and they have it. And they're like, they're doing the robot and shit in front of it. Cause like, you know, that's the first time they've ever seen it. Like, what is this thing? It's recording us. And they're looking in the TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but he has that. And what's cool about it is, um, that's what Sid and I talked about. And you gotta think this was like right when the levee was built, you know, when he showed me this video. And that, so I know my grandma had a house down there and that was going into high school. So that was like 95, 96 with the levee. And like you said, just to look at that area now, you know, right. obviously four streets right there too. But like you said, look at the West end, those projects are gone and, and uh, this and that. But, uh, but anyway, but you're right in the Newport. Um, I, I would love, I don't know if it's out there somewhere to get one of those aerial shots. Let's just go to 1990. Right. And then get one from today. And I then think, have them both. I think if you go to Starbucks in Newport, there's one on the wall. If I'm really? not mistaken, gigantic okay. one on the wall of Newport. Well, that would be a good one to get. I like to have that and put them up here somewhere. All right, so back to 4th Street. So now you're at 4th Street, and 4th Street had a good mix of kids, man. Oh, it was a great mix. You had kids from the East End. You had kids from the projects. You had kids everywhere in the middle, all on that north side of town. And I have to and right, right. I would never, ever – give up that experience because I, I feel like just that mix of kids prepares everyone for any, anything they're going to face in their entire life. And the, the equality that goes along with that, it, it's priceless. Yeah. So, um, to just to tell you my situation with four street. So we lived and I actually posted it a couple months ago and it was my big thing. Cause you know, I'm a big Jimmy V guy and I'm all about, you know, where you are, you know, where you came from, where you are and where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I did it over time. I don't have that much time on my hands. I didn't go do it every day. But what I had done, I went through I went through every house that I had lived in at some point. So obviously my grandma's house was gone because that's where the levee is. But I had an old picture that I had saved on my favorites and my pictures. And then where I was born on 2nd Street, which is where the Purple People Bridge, where Miss Katie's used to be back in the day. Okay. So I had went through and I took pictures of everywhere that I lived. And I lived on Washington Street, 2nd Street, the end of Mama Street, 10th Street, and 8th and Patterson. So with that, up till my third grade year, I was at 4th Street because we were on the northeast. I, I think I remember you at 4th Street. I swear Probably. I swear Probably. So, I, like I had Miss Visman. I, I, I remember Miss Visman. Mm -hmm. She loved pigs. I always remember that. Miss Visman with a little And Miss Starkey, right. Yes. Yeah. And Miss Starkey was money. And she, awesome. got to be, she got to be the principal eventually. Right. Yeah. Well, And, and let me tell you this. You want to talk about going deep? I did, so the first round of the playoffs, Beachwood had a bye because there was COVID. So I went and did their scrimmage. Guess who was there in his, in his red and white? Yeah. Mr. Bruno. I love Mr. Bruno. I you know, dude. honestly, I hug Mr. Bruno every time we play Beachwood. Yes. Every time we play him. So he probably don't remember me from shit. I don't know, but I went up to him, and he, he played it good. It, he acted like he did. I said, Mr. Bruno, you probably don't remember me, but I'm Tony Pompilio. used to be Tony Bickers, and he gave me the, oh, yeah, which I'm like, you have no idea. But um, – just to get on a side note here, tell me that he, Mr. Bruno didn't put the fear of God in you when you can swat kids back <sighs> in the day. Listen, I was swatted by Mr. Bruno. <laughs> I, I remember like yesterday, we had a dodgeball rule. If you hit a girl in the head, she, you yes, were swatted. Headshots, you're in trouble. Oh, yes. Called me out in the hallway. <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. The first time he gave me the warning, you know, I want you to go in, you know, <laughs> and start crying right now. Let them know, you know right, exactly. but I'm not going to squat you there. I squat you this time. So, but the second time, all oh, he lit me up. It was pretty rough. So, you know, but hold on now. Okay. I'm going to tell you something else with Mr. Bruno though. 
he challenged those kids. There was a reason oh. those four street kids were athletes. Oh, no, 100%. Oh, I remember doing that, That whatever, there was some fitness test that we did oh, yeah, yeah. to where you had to do for every grade level, it was like 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, yes. and that many chin-ups, not to mention you had to run like a certain amount of time. Hey. So fifth grade, I remember, remember, remember doing 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, and then I was on like chin-up number three, and he tapped me out like, Rice, you're done. And I got a B. Right. Who gets a B? In gym class, right? We yes. forget, right, for being a 10-year-old kid oh, and can't do three man, pull-ups. Hey, it was terrible. I'll tell you another thing I remember, because they had the, excuse me, the obstacle course, the one, what's, what, the what's it called, the horseshoe, yes. where like you had to balance yourself. The hobble and, horse or yes, whatever it was. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, so, yeah, so I was there until my third grade year and then we moved up on 10th street and then I went to 80 Owens. But to your point though, of what we were talking about and, and which by the way, Hey, didn't I tell you this is going to be so much that fun, fun, dude. That is fun. Like this is, I told you it's going to be a blast. So well, when I had messaged uh, Nick and Matt earlier, I was like, listen guys, it's going to be a blast, man. So Nick, we're 13 minutes in and we're, we're still in the, in the third we're still grade. Talking about we're still on the fourth street. I tell you, man, it's going to be a blast. So, <laughs> all right. So, but no, but to your point, and again, I know we don't spoke about Newport in general, but like you said, at 4th Street, you had the rich East End kids. And again, I'm saying this very generically, obviously. The rich East End kids. Huh. Or, or, Back then, or though, it wasn't, it wasn't right, as rich. Right. I shouldn't say now rich. Now, times have changed. Right, right. You know, and, and, and I all those houses rich. in my neighborhood were multifamily homes. Right, right. Like you said, now they're going yeah. for $350. you right. right. And, and, and right. I shouldn't say rich. It was three fifty a quarter or half a million. Right, right. A lot of them. Right, yeah, right. that's crazy. And, and I shouldn't say rich, but. Upper class, what I'm saying, it had it a little better than the kids on the West End. That's what I should say. Okay. But like you said, they're all together, man. And 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 like you said, some of our best friends still today. You know, and, and I'm going to name drop here. We were just talking about Dickie Witherspoon. Like, you know. like One of the best men of my wedding. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and again, and I hope he listens to this and I'll get with him. I was at my buddy Michael Donnelly's house and we were talking about it. And my buddy Michael was like, man, do you ever talk to Dickie? And my buddy Michael went to Newcath. And, and, and I think he's your age. He might have been 98. But I said, how do you know Dickie? And he was like, we were out in Louisville together. So we took a selfie. I sent it to Dickie. And he was like, hey, my man, Michael, how's he been? So I sent Michael Dickie's info and, you know, they, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But uh, but anyway, but I, I, so I've always jokingly said this. So 4th Street, you, you had your mixture, right? White kids, black kids. Everybody, to be honest. Yeah, yeah everybody. Eventually, you get all ethnicities. Exactly, right, right. Because time started to change. And then A.D. Owens on the South End was more of just the white kids. It is what it is. And then Miller Dean, maybe Miller Dean was maybe the middle upper class, right? I would agree. Because yeah, it was the South more side South. was a little different. Yeah, yeah. It that, was, that's where Matthew went to Yeah, that's where Matthew, by the way. Matthew, Matthew. Miller Dean Hornets. Hornets, baby. That's yeah, green and white, baby. So, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Miller Dean is where. Um, we called it the country club. Yes, country club. So, Miller Dean is where. Um, the uh the now the urgent care for the hospital is up here up by saney yes so i always jokingly said this and again people get mad at me whatever but i've always said our athletes were at four street our linemen came from Mildred dean and our quarterbacks came from Eddie owens like i know as generic as that sound yeah, but I mean, it, that's kind of true that's it's what true. it is it is it's it what it is um but uh so all right so so let me let me talk about this mix though yeah, because yeah yeah i have to tell you like Growing up in Newport, making the friends that I had in Newport, being having best friends of all types of people, that's one thing when, when I started teaching. I started taking my son everywhere that I was teaching at. Like That's where he went to school. And when I took the head coaching job at Newport years later, I wanted Brock to grow up in Newport right. and, and, and experience that and make friends with everyone because that's what life's about, you know? So, I mean. That, no, I'm with you, man. So, and that was my big thing. So as you can imagine, 
And again, if Kelly wasn't laying, and just so y'all know, by the way, it's Friday, January 8th, 10 o'clock at night, just so you guys know. Um, so K- Kelly's up in the bed, and if she wasn't in bed, because we got a full day of sports tomorrow, I'd like to bring her down here. It was a big deal when we decided that um, Morgan and Zach wasn't going to go to Newport. Um, because I'm like, your family's from Newport. My family's from Newport. I went to Newport. Pretty good. What's the problem? Um, and then, so what we had done, not to sound cheap here, I wasn't spending 2500 for St. Trees. So for kindergarten, we went to Newport, you know, and, 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 and I still, to this day, don't regret it. Um, you know, I talk to my kids like they're adults, and I talk to them like I was talked to at Newport. Uh, they got to see some stuff they probably wouldn't see anywhere else down there. And I don't mean that negatively. And it was no different than when we grew up. You no, know, I, I everything's mean, a learning experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we went down there, and then, you know, we went to St. Therese, and then obviously we got, well, when I say fortunate, we just got fortunate on our house up here in Fort Thomas, and now we're up here eating the cake. But, um, but yeah. no, I did. I wanna, Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I always wanted my kids to go to Newport and, 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 and again, as much as I can, you know, everybody knows I DJ, I always try and help out. You know, I I do their events when I'm available. I always try and give back. Um, because one thing I've always said, man, and, and people can take this how they want. If you coach and teach at Newport and Holmes, and even let's throw the river schools in there, Bellevue, Dayton, Lolo, you deal with shit that other people don't even think about. I mean, just on a daily basis, and again, I don't care to say this. Um, I don't want to mention his name, but uh, when I was coaching down Newport 0709, I would always um, stop somewhere and get my sunflower seeds. Um, you know, if we had practice um, or or away game where I could eat them, and the guy came up to me and he said, "Pump, it's finally happened." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And whatever, however many years he said it, twenty years. 20 years up there on the hill, and I finally had to run somebody off. I was like, oh, I was like, could you imagine dealing with that every day with five to 10 kids? I said, could you imagine that? You know, and, and it was just, and I kind of patted him on the shoulder like, yeah, man, that, that's what we deal with every day, you know, but you had the luxury next man up kind of mentality. We kind of got to come here, Johnny, come here for a minute. Let's talk about it. You know, we got to bend the rules a little bit. We got to get this kid eligible or get him through school or, 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 and again, the other thing I told everybody, yeah, but that's what makes it special. Exactly. Those kids like that, that, that yeah, end up yeah. making it, oh, there's right. nothing exactly. greater than that. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you that that's the greatest thing in the world is when you help someone, you know, take that next step up to where they've straightened their life out. That, right. There's nothing better. Right. And, and, and that's the thing that, um, I tell everyone when I, like I said, when I was down there, we had the turf, obviously when I was coaching 0709. So we were restricted because if anybody knows geographically where, how Newport's football field is, the sun is over the field like 80% of the day until like, you know, it literally sets behind because the trees. Because it's down in that pit. Exactly. With so, no air movement. Exactly. That's, Zero air movement. It. The only air movement. If you get a you, breeze, you like pray for it. Yeah. The only air movement you get is that dirty ass air coming off 471. So, <laughs> or when a train comes by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, but with that being said, though, it wouldn't have made us any better. But just little things that people don't understand that schools like Newport got to deal with. So, you know, with that turf, you know, what what was the number? 102, whatever it was, you couldn't practice, whatever it was. So, you know, we were considered malnutrished because we had two-thirds of our kids on free or reduced lunch, and then we had the the quote-unquote heat factor to where we couldn't practice. Now, again, it wouldn't have made us any better. You know, getting those two or three practices and wouldn't have got us five more wins. But on top of everything else, where where did Johnny stay at last night? Was it grandma's, his aunt's, his cousin's? Did, Did he stay with mom? Well, mom and dad got in a fight. He left at three in the morning to go to grandma's house. And again, I'm not saying other schools don't have that stuff, but it's more in your Newport, 
homes, Bellevue, Dayton, low, low kind of schools. It, it takes a special person. And and it's a whole obstacle. But, whole obstacle. But, they, but people who take that job take it for that reason mm-hmm. because that's what they want. You know, right. No, you're right. You're All right. right. So back to and, Fourth Street. Hold on for, for okay, one second. Ahead. I'll tell you who I think's done a great job is Coach Snap. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Snap's hey, my buddy. So, I, I hired him when I was the AD, and yeah, yeah. I tell you that that was a great move. Of which, I by the way, that's how do we Absolutely not have that in him. our notes? We don't have yep. Nick Rice AD in our notes. Know, so it's all now, good. Hey, it's all coming, man. So, uh, but no, but um, and again, we'll we'll get the snap. Obviously, with me coming from Newport, I don't scratch them anymore. I used to. And again, I don't want to be arrogant here, but I'm I'm a decent official, so I, I get certain games. And um, a couple years ago, I'm like, you know what, man. I've earned the right to work Newport. Now, again, if Aura Sonner doesn't put me in that game, that's fine. That's, you know, no hard mm-hmm. feelings. No, Now, he'll put me down there, like, if it's an out-of-region team. Basically, uh, I don't want to say a meaningless game, but, you know, it doesn't affect your seating or district or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, so, um, and, and again, but I take that with pride, man. Like, I don't hesitate for one second when I tell people, Newport. So, and again, if Kelly wasn't sleeping – I tell Morgan and Zach, listen, if somebody fucking ask you where you're from, you're from Newport, man. Hey, you were born on 2317 Joyce Avenue in Newport, Kentucky. That's where you were born. You're from Newport. So I think I, Brock still tells people he's from Newport. He's from Newport. That's <laughs> right, right, right. All right. So um, we're at 80, well, I'm sorry, we're at 4th Street. And then, uh, all right, so now at this point, and again, you want to talk about somebody who I want to have on, and I will. And this is a big part, even though Chu's sitting over there, of a lot of people's lives and, and and I say this in sadness because it I think it's it lost its its meaning Newport firefighters you know <clears throat> I grew up through the firefighters you grew up through the firefighters I remember starting to play at four years old I had a little helmet with a fire dog right <laughs> they didn't even have enough helmets <laughs> I just wore like the 60s <laughs> suspension straps right, right, and right. I sit on the sideline on the little bar and I said the chairs <laughs> with the cheerleaders yeah you know but I, I remember right. like like yesterday, and and I'll tell you what, I, the firefighters were great. People came from all over to play for the firefighters. Yes. Now, when I say that, you know, we right, always right. got the stigma of cheating, but you no, know, the Fort Thomas kids would come down, the Wilder kids that they would come hey, in. I mean, everybody who could come to the fires, firefighters came to the firefighters, and like I just think, and they were great, right? And they I just think of names, and again, when I say people, I don't want to say outsider, but like for example, like we had Tommy Beecham was my class. Well, Tommy Beecham was my safety. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, right, right. Tommy Beecham. Go, go, go over Cuff Calf, look at his baseball and records and stuff. So it's we, there. Tommy Beecham was my safety. Actually, he was my quarterback. Josh Price, who ended up being a great at Scott. Yeah. Josh was our tight end. Um, then we had a couple of NC kids like Bridewell. Dimitrik played. Russell I mean, Harden. Russell Harden was a receiver right. out of Campbell County. I mean, we were right. loaded. <laughs> right. The whole right. the whole team was loaded. And the majority of us stayed together. We lost those guys. Right. But the majority stayed together. And I think that's why Newport carried over to be great. And when you get great Newport teams, it's right. because those kids stay together forever. So that was the thing. So I guess maybe I was fifth, sixth grade, right before Coach Lucas. And let's be sure we add this. Newport was still 3A at the time. Well, it was a lot bigger. Big difference. Big difference losing to Cuffcath and Highlands or East Carter and West Carter. You know, but Big Pop, difference. Let, let's be honest here now. When when I was the head coach at Newport years ago, now that's been, what, that's been 10 years. You're old, man. It's been a while. I don't yeah. even know how long yeah. it's been now. Eight years. So whatever it was. Ago, I mean, we had like 405 kids in the building. Right. When I, I remember coming in as a freshman, there were 800 kids in the building. That's when my saying. brother Ronnie we graduated, right. there were 1,300 kids in the building. Right. So it's just the city shrinking. Right. Well, and like you said, they're building all this stuff. And I hate to say it's not Newport. Is it better for the city? I don't. Is it better? Probably. 
economically and stuff, probably, but I think traditionally it's not because it's not Newport. You but, know, I, I missed the last names. Right. Where you had the same families that came through year exactly. after year. Yeah, I mean, you had you had the Pingallo split. You right. Know? right, exactly. There yeah, was yeah. always a rice. You know, exactly. Right, <laughs> or somebody in this family. Right. I mean, there were certain families well, that Smiths everybody kind of stuck together. Yeah, yeah. Free the dogs, prices. You know? yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you could think of them so, all the way back. Yo, so and the reason why I bring up the firefighters because I know you played it, Matthew played it, and I played it. And uh, I, t- I talked to Mike, and I was like, "Look, man, I got to have your dad and senior. I got to have him on, and um, just to add some story to that. God rest her soul, Miss Becky Alford." I don't think people understand how much that lady did. And again, not just her. Becky and, was amazing. And, and, you know, she made she she made that little fight song. I can still sing it. Sing that little man, fight song. Some of I'm not come doing, on, I'm not come doing, on, man. Nope, nope. All right, dropping out on this one. So, but I was singing it to, to Amy the other night, and she was doing the moves in the kitchen. Stuff. Right, yeah, doing, doing the cheer dances. Because you know, Amy's whole, my wife's whole family. You know, exactly. Every one of them are from Newport. Right. Even Steve's dad. Steve's dad played on the 36 football state championship team. Really? How crazy is that? All the way back. That's nuts. that's crazy. Yeah. So, and, and the reason why I bring the firefighters up, because, and again, so when I first started officiating football, you, you kind of, you didn't have to, because it's not affiliated with high school, but you put your time into some youth games. Mm-hmm. So, I, did, I never did any Newport games, because, you know, now it's different. Whereas back in the day, you know, you kind of had your rotation of who was home in a way or whatever. Right, and now, they were kind of real games. The field wasn't split in exactly, half. Exactly, right, right. You. And then, you know, now obviously you have um, the Boone County field, and then you have the field in Teller Mill off of... Uh, What's that called? Um, I know you're talking about Mills yeah, Road. Mills Road, thank you. So, but, but but my point is though, and again, not getting emotional, but you want to talk about goosebumps. Every time I smell a pot of chili in the fall, I can picture Miss Alfred, Miss Zacharias, Kelly's mom, and again, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to keep name dropping, but all those people, uh, the Sipple, God rest her soul, mm-hmm. Lee Sipple, all those people who put in all that time and sat right. in, that, in that damn concession stand. And and gave most of those kids who didn't have a penny, made uh, sure they had something. Exactly, they had something. And and, and like and I said, and, and then here's another thing to think about: that when was the last time you heard these ro- these words, Nick? Cranberry Bowl. Oh, I know. When was the last time you heard the Cranberry Bowl? Uh, bro, th- 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 that, that was, do they still have the Cranberry Bowl? I, I, well, they don't, I don't have know. an organization. Well, the little Wildcats do they? Yeah, do but, the but I, bowl? I don't know. I, I would heart, imagine they do. My heart hopes they do. I know my Brock played in the Cranberry Bowl a couple years back. And, okay, you know, so yeah, my heart hopes they do. Yeah, yeah, you know. I'll tell you another one. I don't know. Did you ever play for Ron Scott? Oh, dude, Ron so, Scott. Dude. Ron Scott, I can remember like yesterday, him and Mike Alford, you know, seniors, were, were going into play like, I don't know, Covington, uh, Bengal Tigers, who was loaded, right. absolutely right. loaded. They had uh, Butter, they the had, running back. They had Butter. They had right. Sean Randall. Sean was right. a stud, played at Iowa Central. They had uh, Scotty Stamper, who yeah. somehow, I think he was like 23. He had a beard. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a yeah. He was the quarterback. So that team was loaded. And uh, I remember – Pre-game, him playing Van Halen right now. Yeah, right now, right. yes. And I mean, tears rolling down the kids' yes. faces. Yes. We're getting ready. There's nothing like hey, that. It's so like funny it. you say that, man. Because so, I know he used that song every yes. year. Yeah, right now. It's hey, the time. hey, hey, uh, sit right on, now, boy. I can hear it. Hey, sitting under 471 yeah. overpass. Right, hey, with the van doors open and the radio playing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we were the only one to have the cat dome 471. Right, right. When it right. rained, we didn't cancel yeah. practice. Nope, you practice at the cat dome, baby. Under 471. That was awesome. And it's so funny that we you talk about that because that, that goosebumps, man. I'm not lying to you. So when you know now that Louisville's in the ACC, we go down to their games, and that that's their theme on third down. Like it'll be like third and seven, and you hear right now. And that's what they do. I swear to God, every Louisville like on third down that they play it as the offense is coming out of the huddle, you know. But anyway, but it's so funny you say that, man, because like. 
I thought I was the only one who remembered that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but all right. So I just wanted to throw the firefighters in there because, again, we're eventually – Hey, I told you, man, we're ready 28 minutes. And I told you, this, this is going to be a two-hour one, man. We're not getting into that. <laughs> so, so we ain't even uh, – I just wanted to bring the firefighters in because we're eventually going to get to your outstanding football career. Um, so you played all through the firefighters and then, uh, obviously, Newport Middle School. So one thing I say about mine and Matt's class, we were unique. We were you the, split. Huh? Like your team split at middle school. Right, right. Well, we well, we had a couple. Yeah. Like Brian Ewing did both. Uh-huh. He's still firefighters, but like you said, a lot of us played for the school. But yeah, but it was. I mean, if you, uh, split, my team yeah. did the opposite. Right, we, the majority of us Everybody, played yeah. firefighters. Right. Freed off and those guys played middle school, and that was about it. Right. So, excuse me, Matt's class and I was unique because we were when I say unique in Newport, we were the last class in the old building, the first class in the new building, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you. And again, you talk, you talk about experience and, and, and just all this and that. There ain't nothing better. I can remember it. Them old gray lockers in the old building, man. You know what I'm saying? Like them old, them old, like you can't do that on television, Nickelodeon lockers. Like, and again, the reason why I appreciate it, because I'm like, these, and again, even now, but even back then, these things are 60, 70 years old, man. Like the history, the people who have used these lockers. When was that built? Uh, the, uh, the school no was built idea. like 1923. So I'm saying, yeah, no idea. It was old. Right, I right. <laughs> there was nothing like having one period on four right, or three four. and then having <laughs> yeah, shot Mr. down Bowling. in the basement. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Bowling and Mr. So Cunningham. You had to get down the steps Right, quickly. you had to bust butt, yeah. Oh. And then, uh, and that's the other thing, man, and, and we'll get to the high school, but now that we're in middle school, you know, you talk about, which I just saw him. I did a wedding, New Year's Eve wedding. Mr. Um, um, Jim Brown, Miss Bonneville, and, and, you know, that mixed Stegman and that whole group, man. And obviously, you know, God rest his soul, Ray Brown and Grady Brown and, and Miss Rosemary Turner and Roscoe Turner. And, and like, you, you talked earlier about names that just continuously came through Newport, man. Those were it. You're and, right. And, and like I said, I, I don't want to skip to high school, but I want to say that say this because – it was a part of that story of uh, talking about the teachers and stuff. And I don't mean this towards any teachers there. And, and, and I'm saying this because, as you can imagine, and we'll get to what Nick does um, in his profession. But, you know, this is my podcast, and, and I do this because I want to have a platform to where there's a reason why it's called a sit-down. This is just a conversation, man. Like I said in the first episode, you know, I might say a black guy. I might say a white guy. It ain't no nothing more than what it is. It just is what it is. But – I'll never forget my first year. So in 2001, I was down Moorhead. You know, you're the cool guy, right? You come back during winter break, you go to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, um, God, and I feel bad even saying this. It's just, I guess it just tells me how many of our teachers have passed. God rest their soul, um, Miss, um, Miss Bruce. So I'll never forget it's halftime of the basketball game. And we come out, we're sitting at the big round table in the cafeteria. You know, she grabs my hand. And, hey, she's like, how's that? I'm like, it's going great. How are you guys doing? And this was when Mr. Patterson retired and Mr. Sullivan was gone. And I said, how's it up here? And then with her both, and I can remember both her hands on my hand, Tony, it's just not the same. You know, you didn't have the Sullivans, the Browns, the Turners, you know, the, the Mrs. Dunn's, and all those people who were right. there who knew how to handle Newport kids because they had mom and dad or they had the sister or brother or the aunt and uncle. Because the, the fear of God was when Grady Brown, or, or a, a, a specific story for me, when I flicked potatoes in middle school at somebody and Coach Faust took me down to his office because it was right next to the gym. And, you know, Coach Faust had that list. Pump. 
what do you think your dad would say if we called him right now? The fear of God went through your body. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that shit now. You can't tell a kid that. You know what they'll say? Call him. I don't. He's probably working or he's sleeping. I don't know. You can't do that stuff now. But I think that was a big thing when you had Newport. And again, I don't want to say Newport people because well, the Madge, people, Madge went to Newport. Well, Bruce did. See, I didn't know that. She did. I didn't know that. You know, and, and that's huge because she knows. Mm-hmm. And again, that's and her not kids a, went through Newport. Right. That's not yeah. a knock to the teachers that are there now. And this is going back to the teacher, Eddie Owens and Mildred Dean and Forestry and all this and that. That's not a knock. And it's just simple logic. When when you're there and you you teach generations, you know what that kid's coming from and how to handle that you're kid. Right. And you know, Pom, you know my story because we grew up together. But um, when when time was tough and you felt like the world was crashing against you, Miss Bruce and Miss Dunn and several of the others. I mean, right. they knew when to put their arm around right. arm around you and to help you through things. And I know they they probably saved thousands of Newport kids. Oh, unbelievable! And people don't even know it. Well, the I'll stories you, go untold. Right. Well, I'll tell you this, and 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 um, I, he said he'd come on, and I hope he's a man of his word. At some point, uh, I don't want to do it now because of basketball season. Uh, Mr. Dan Sullivan Jr. coaches at Ludlow. Yeah. And I had Ludlow recently, and I said, "Hey, man, I'd like to have you on." He was like, "Oh, absolutely, man!" Because I gave his dad a shout out on um, the first episode because I had said, "There's one regret I have." And again, it's kind of two-sided, right? Because here I am. I've been at UPS 18 years. I mean, I'm doing okay. You know, I DJ, officiate UPS. But um, and to your point, what triggered that is how you said how those those people helped thousands of kids is like my senior year, Mr. Sullivan, I'll never forget it. I was an office aide. He calls up the high school, and I'm like, you know, Newport High School. And he's like, hey, Pomp, hey, when you get done, can you come down here to the central office? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll see you in a little bit, Mr. Sullivan. So I go down there. Pop, besides a gym class, never picked up a tennis racket a day in my life or a golf club. He had scholarships down there that were unused, and he got them for me. And, again, I, I you know, I don't care to talk about it now because it is what it is. And God knows what he did for hundreds of Hold other on, kids. I got one for you for Mr. Sullivan. Okay. When, so, whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're ready. So, but my point is, and I told Mr. Sullivan that the other night, Junior, when I was mm-hmm. reffing him, and I said, look, man, I talk about your dad all the time. I said, that's my biggest regret. And granted, it was only, and I don't want to say only because every cent helped. I think it was like two $500 scholarship, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, that's $1,000 my mom and dad didn't have to pay, you know. Because we didn't have that money. Exactly. And and, and that's where my (laughs) one regret, besides, you know, and I jokingly say this, doing this podcast, which I said two years ago I wanted to start, but it's it's like I felt I owed that to Mr. Sullivan, you know, because I'm like, he went out of his way and thought of me. And, and, and got me these scholarships, and I went down there for two years, transferred back up to Northern and another one, and i love to have him on. Mr. Jack Patterson, same thing. I told him, I said, hey, Mr. Patterson, I'm going to transfer back up here to Northern because I want to do my student teaching up here, not down Rowan County. I want to do it here at Newport, right? Who wouldn't want to do that? Which I think that's changed now. Either you can or can't do it at your own. Yeah, I had a girl that, that went to Moorhead that was my student teacher in okay. Kenton County, so okay. you can still do it. Okay, got you. Okay. It's just rare. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then... And, and and God, I, I wish it wasn't 10, 10, 30 at night. I'd call him right now. His words were because he knew where I lived. Well, you know, he always kind of talked out of his mouth a little bit. Yeah. Hey, hey you going to be down there on Nathan Patterson hanging with your boys? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> hey, two weeks later, guess where I was at? Nathan down on Nathan Patterson hanging with my boys. <laughs> but uh, but he, he, I mean, they knew, man. I mean, you, what, you've been there 30, 40 years. You, you know. But anyway, but I'm sorry. Let, go ahead, let go me tell you the story about Dan Sullivan. Yeah. So, um, Dan Sullivan, really, in my opinion, he kind of saved my life. And I, now I, I credit Coach Lucas with doing a whole lot, and, and the teachers that I had, Miss Bruce, Mister Brown, all of those guys, JP, 
everybody, you know, because what they knew when they put when to put their arm around you. And we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, my senior year, I was going to go to Youngstown. I mean, I, no matter what, that was my heart set, you know, belief. That's what I thought was going to happen. I had just came back from a visit talking to Coach Tressel, who, you know, went on to Ohio State. He was the head coach there. I become really good friends with Ken Canaster, who was the assistant head coach, and um, left Youngstown, you know, feeling that that's where I was going to go. Well, long story short, you know, my brother went to prison, and a lot of things happened in my family to where that scholarship was no longer on the table. So I ended up signing with Little Cumberland College down in Kentucky, and I was working with the first team about a week into practice, and then you know, found out that I realized that it just wasn't for me. So I came home and I went to Northern for a year. And when when you talk about what Dan Sullivan does, so Dan was friends with Ken Canaster. They, I think they went to high school together at Campbell County. And um, Ken was down here recruiting a kid out of Elder. Had nothing to, like, I was a, right. you know, out of the picture, uh, you know, a lost thought. And then um, I guess he stopped in to see Dan because they grew up together. And Dan said, you really need to go see Nick. So <clears throat> it's kind of like one of those, you know, those God moments to where God steps into your life because Coach Canaster, the assistant head coach at Youngstown, knocks on my door. This is a year after I'm sitting out. You know, I'm still working out because, you know, I, I had dreams of doing that. And he said, um, you know, Nick, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? And this is the the assistant head coach at right. my door. I'm just right. just getting ready for college. Right. He said, get your stuff together. We're going to go to UDF. We're going to sit down and have a milkshake. So I get, I get I put my shirt on. Yeah. I jump in the back seat of his car. We drive out the water. We sit down in UDF and we have a milkshake. And he proceeds to go through this um, this lesson in life and how I need to get get back on board and I need to be playing football somewhere because he believes it's going to help me get through college and it's going to change my life. So with that, you know, he talked about how he had players that end up going on to be the head coach at like Ashland University and that he could get me into Ashland. I had never heard of Ashland. Right. I didn't know anything well, about Ashland, it. Well, Ashland, I know is Ashland Paul Blazer. Well, no, it. This right. is like Ashland, right. Ohio, D2 school. Exactly, yeah. So then um, he said, well, I got, a, I got a buddy at Finley. Or um, you could then go, like, who else did he mention? You can go to Moorhead. You know, they're not scholarship now, but you could go to, go to Moorhead. You could go back to Cumberland. You could go here. So he went through all these different options and all the connections that he had to make things happen. And he ended it with, well, I'm sorry, or I could walk on back with him. But he ended it with, or you can go to Thomas Moore and be a three-time All-American. And we have guys that go to leave Youngstown and go to Mount Union, and they're two- and three-time right. All-Americans. Well, lo and behold, I, at the end of the conversation, after coming home, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to go to Thomas Moore and be a three-time All-American. Well, right. <laughs> it was like fate because right. I went to Thomas Moore, was an All-American, and did things that I never dreamed would happen. Right. But if it wasn't for him to sit down with me in that conversation, right. who knows what it's would happen. It's huge. Yeah. And yeah. that was all because – you know, right, Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Yeah, yeah, Sullivan, it's it's yeah. it's. No, I'll tell you, it's man, amazing. I, I'll tell you, and like I said, so we we we're, we're gonna anything else with middle school? No, we were, we, were, we just right. jumped in high school right there. No, so well, I know that we skipped a couple steps. <laughs> hey, all good. hey, asshole, with that uh, uh, break effect. So, um, so no, so and, and it's funny you say that. So I've been I've been very very fortunate. Um, you know the all day tournament. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Sullivan, senior, he he had a part of that. You know. And uh, I became friends with um, the fellow who handles the officials down there, Ansi. His name's Ansi. Awesome dude. Um, I met him two years ago, the first time I've worked it. So we're down there, and this was uh, where we have our officials meeting, you know. And, um, and, and, and they brought up Mr. Sullivan. And he brought him up 
as if like he knew him, right? Not just like in passing, like he was like, and I'm like, so we got to know with our meeting. And I said, hey, Auntie, I said, I said, you know, Mr. Sullivan, he was like, oh, it's a hell of a man. You got to think this Anthony big old e- 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 mountain boy, country boy, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. So we got to talking and I told him my stories of Mr. Sullivan, you know? And it was just, you know, and like you said, how, how, how stuff this comes around, you know, here I am down in Richmond working the all-a tournament and I'm meeting this fella who, who, who telling me he loves Dan Sullivan Sr. You know, like what's the chances, yeah. you know, like you, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't. Uh, but anyway, all right. So here we go. Now we're in high school. So you graduated in 98. So I graduated in 2000. So your freshman year is my seventh grade year. So tell us about your freshman year playing football in Newport. What we got? My freshman year, we were the freshman team. I'm going to not talk about the varsity. The freshman team was actually pretty good. All right. I think we lost like two games, maybe the Highlands. And I think we lost the Holmes on like a double reverse. And, uh, you know, we had a pretty solid little team, but we only had like 14 players. Right, right, right. The varsity the same year was 0 and t- they were 0-10. Right, right, yeah, so yeah. I remember, you know, game nine, this is this is terrible. I probably shouldn't tell this. But game nine, they were like, Nick, do you want to dress varsity? You know, <laughs> and I had a pretty good season. Right. And I, I remember, I think it was Eckert, asked me at the time, do you want to dress varsity on Friday? Petey's going to do it. You know, and named right, a couple exactly. of other guys. And yeah. I was like, you know, coach. I think I'm going to set this one out. <laughs> like, that's terrible. That's terrible. Right, 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 but right. I turned him down because I, I didn't want to be a part of that. You know, but that's. That, <laughs> right. All right. So that was the freshman year. Freshman year. <laughs> Sophomore year, what we got? Sophomore year, we had Coach Lucas come in. Now, when Coach came in, he had this meeting in the library. And the way I think about it is we were kind of like renegades up until that point. We were kind of running our own show. You know, things were they were they were set in our way. And then when Coach came in, he laid down the law and started going with this. For every cuss word you say, you're going to run a lap for every letter, every for, letter. Every, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, every yeah. letter. And he said, and that, that includes if you add words to it, like mother. You know what I'm like? Exactly. Oh, you know, so all the guys in the room, their jaws dropping. They're kind of looking at each other like, yeah, right. You know? And right, right, right. then if you're late for a practice, da 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 we're all going to wear the same shirts on Thursday walkthrough. We're all going to wear right. the same shorts. So, you know, there was a lot of um, doubt at first. Like, this guy, there's no way he's going to make all this happen. But, you know. That first year, we went from zero and ten to seven and three and made the playoffs. Quick! Oh, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, coach, the discipline that he told you he was going to have, he demanded it. And right. He never stepped backwards. That's just the way it was. You're right. And everybody that ever played for him appreciated that. Right. No, you're right. Um. So, and and that's one thing. So again, sophomore year. Before we get into your junior year, side story here, and I don't know if I told you this, even one of the times I've called you. So we go down sisters quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the new Cath coaches going on there on Friday, and Coach Faust was down there, and um, you know there's like twelve of them. Then you they put like three tables together, and it was first off again that's just stuff that I love. You know, not saying because it's new Cath or it's a private school, but that's that, that 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 they still do that. You know, they go down there and they talk and and whatever. So Coach Faust was getting ready to leave. And remember, this is breakfast. I just got off work. I met my buddy Matt Buford, who does this show with me, who's not here. He's 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 finishing up his COVID run, but um. So Coach Faust was getting ready to leave. Like, we're in a booth, and Coach Faust's back is to me. So, like, I keep with my peripheral looking over, like, okay, I got to talk to him. I got to talk because this has been in my head forever. And I'm like, okay. So Coach Faust gets up. I say, hey, Coach, hey, hey, do you have a second? And he was like, what's up, what's up, Pop? And I was like, I don't want to keep you, but I always wanted to know that those coach, the coaching staff that we had 
So that's to say my freshman year, which would be your going into no, your junior year. But you know that that fresh my freshman year, the coaching our coach Miller who came in, right, right, right. it's a Hall of Fame coach. He, right, right. he was just a, a little too old for that group. At the end of it, yeah, yeah. And he had a great yes. coaching staff. It, they just couldn't do it. Right, right. Not with that group. It, right. It gets a little harder. No, and like you said, with yeah. 100% respect to the coaches, just like I said earlier about the teachers, it, it's not a knock. Yeah. It's not a knock. Those by guys any were, means. and to be honest, yes. he probably saved the program. Oh, 100%. Keeping it together. 100%. Um, and again, keep in mind, you're 3A playing Covcath, Highlands, Connor. You know, you're playing big boy schools. All the big schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I said, Coach, I said, how did that staff come about? And, and I'm not shitting you. He sat down next to me. And I'm going to get into the story, but we went through lunch, brother. We went through lunch. And he's telling me about it. Well, Pomp, so I was going down to help Junior, when, uh, the, when, not Coach Lucas, we know Roy Junior, the other Junior, out down at um, uh, Western uh, Hills, down at Western Hills. Because Hill. Faust was the head coach yes. there. Yeah, yeah. Coach Faust is one of my favorite people in the world, oh, too. Oh, love him to death. Yeah, love yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. So, so he was like, I was going down there to help Junior down Western Hills because remember, we, all, we would scrimmage and we'd do the seven-on-seven seven against mm-hmm. them because they were green and white, if I remember. And uh, he was like, well, I was going down there, and then Coach Lucas called me and, and talked about we got some talent coming, we got a good group, and then – and again, long story short, I don't want to spend ten minutes on this, but Coach Finn and and then Coach because Casino. Faust and Finn had worked yes. at Cape, and and it was just yes, Cape. By the way, but by the way, and you, you probably already know this. Do you know what Cape stands for? Cincinnati Academy of Physical Education. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Hey, dude. Hey, I see them old pictures of them Cape boys. Woo. You know, Vinny Vinny Clark was the DB coach on the Arena football team I played for. Okay, I, yeah, I, and and I didn't he, know he was that. the quarterback at Cape. Back when okay. they had Carlos Snow. I mean, got, that, that, yeah, yeah. And Vinny played in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. So, so yeah, and so. he's telling me how all this, you know, came together. And then I'm thinking, and again, I, I mean this respectfully, you got to think, besides Coach Ecker and Coach Salter, you have Coach Scott Meyer, who's now the principal at Dayton. You have Coach Adam Ritter, principal at Campbell County. You know, and you just look at the talent of coaches that was there. That's some Newcastle Highlands, Trinity, X kind, Elder, Moeller kind of stuff. Even Coach Gasina, I think, is the principal of some school in Northern yeah, Ohio. Yeah. Well, yeah, him and I. Unfor- and how, yeah, unfor- Thousand of being a principal. Right. Unfortunately, because of Coach Lucas's passing. And by the way, you want to talk about how shit comes together. I don't know if I told you this before or not. So the week that Coach Lucas had passed, Coach Lucas had passed I had – because the funeral, I think it was that Saturday. And what I know it was. I shouldn't say I think I know it was. It was a Saturday, early, you know, ten to one kind of deal. Because I had the DJ like this walkathon. Like it was this, I was in a bad spot, right? You know, I couldn't go. And you want to talk about coming full circle. Our football schedules are roughly three or four weeks out, right? I had Simon that night and Coach Casino was there. So as you can imagine, Hold you know, on. yeah. I think you had Simon versus us. Dixie, probably, it probably was. Because I, I had a casino on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, yeah, yes, and, probably and was. Obviously, I talked to Little right. Lucas. Everything. Did you know Little Lucas just retired? But that's another yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I had him later on in the year. He was up in the booth. So I figured, mm. yeah. So, anyway. So, but yeah. So, and again, here I am. You know, I'm just thinking it again, like my generic. I know this show's called a sit down, but I wanted to go with you can't make this shit up because the shit that I've been through or experienced, you couldn't make it up. No. You couldn't Dave Chappelle it, make it up as, as creative as he is. You couldn't make it up. So, so here I am, obviously I get the news and, um, you know, I get there early Friday and, you know, we dress in a field house. And as soon as I get, I'm walking across the field and coach Lucas sees me and, you know, I get there and drop my bag and we hug it out. And, and, he says, hey, do you know who this guy is? 
And it took me a second because it's been 20 years. Yeah. Because And he's lost some weight, respectfully. I'm like, Coach Casina, he's seen you in 20 years. You know, so we got our picture and we hugged it out. And, and But anyway, but like, anyway, but like, back, back to all the story, not to get all deep and emotional with all that. But like you said, the, 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 the knowledge of coaching that we had at Newport, and again, respect to Coach Miller and Coach Cunningham and all those prior, took it to another level, man. So now we're into your junior year, right? So people know about Newport now, right? Right. We're seven and three. The Owen tens are gone. Now let's let's add this. We are two A now. We're two A. Right. So now I think it was it was Lloyd, East Carter, West Carter, Mason County, Russell. Fleming, Russell, uh, and Bath. And no, Lewis. Bath, Bath wasn't oh, in but, with but, Okay, but the Bath Lewis was, us. was still in. Okay, then it was those those six. And Lawrence seven. County didn't come in that yeah, year. Yeah, Lawrence they County. They were the next, right, like right, two right, years right. later. Yeah, yeah. So, so now your junior year. So our junior year, we were loaded to the gills. Like, I don't, we probably could have competed with any any level. Right. I mean, we had Rouse at quarterback, and Rouse had went from a center as a freshman right. to, you know, a six foot four, 200-pound quarterback that could throw all over the yard. And we had two of the best receivers in Northern Kentucky which, with Edmund and Aaron. Which, by the way, I want to have Rouse on, but he just had knee surgery, by the way. And yeah. he's out for a little bit, but I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah. But we had Edmund and Aaron at receiver. They both ran four fours. Mitchell was the tight end. He was the state hurdle champion. Wayne Posey, but by the way, he messaged me all the time about wanting to come on. You're right. Wayne was a, another receiver. I think John Fay came in, and John's still, right. you know, he's still an athlete. Big boy, yeah. And yeah. then our line across the board was like 6'4", 6'2". I was like 6'2", 6'2", 6'5". You know, it right. was monster. I mean, right. across the Crazy. board, I think I was the smallest one once upon a time. So, so, and again, I, I know we don't want to get a name dropping. Because, and Garrett a tailback. Well, no, yeah, Garrett, hey, did I, so uh, story about that. So you're the lineman here. So who we have? We had John Lewis, Donald John? Smith. No, um, or, no, not that year. Okay. Donald would play my senior year. So okay. we had John Lewis at one tackle. And the other tackle was uh, Runyon. Okay. So they're both Mark huge. Runyon. Yeah. And then John's brother Bill was the year before, right. and Bill, yeah, Bill yeah. Bill's a freak. You know I mean, right, right. And then uh, the guards were Troy and Newman, and I mean they and were both were center, put yeah, together yeah. pretty good. Right, right, right. And I was the center as a right, sophomore. Right. Or as a junior. Uh, junior. Yeah. Yep. So your junior year, which would be my freshman year. No, no. Check that. No. Check. 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 No, no, no. no. Your, your senior year would be my fr- my sophomore year. So, right. yeah, this, so this is my freshman, freshman year. year. Yeah, because I came up and kicked after the third game. We lost the first regular season. Of, yes. And I missed the tackle. So that went well, for a I, touchdown. I don't know about that. I did. That, well, yeah. There were like four other guys. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know how it is. But, but I took credit. You took but, the fault for that one. Right. And, and then we rolled the table after that. That's what I was going to say. I mean, completely. And, and, and again, to this day, and Wayne and I text about it all the time, and I don't care to say it. And all my guys, Charlie and, and part-time and, and all you guys, please don't get mad at me. But I still say – Rouse and them senior year, that was the most talented team. Uh, we were loaded. It, it was and, sick. And it, it wasn't was just sick. the offense. Right. The defense hurt people. Right. Exactly. I mean, honestly, we had House well, of Pain on hey, the back wall. We forgot about Dickie Witherspoon. Yeah, Dickie, he was kind of relevant. Dickie was a safety. You're <laughs> right. right. And then, yeah, like you said, you had Garrett at fullback or uh, then, Garrett at tailback. I'm but sorry. everybody played both ways. Too. Exactly. So, right, right. I mean, we were really about 15 athletes deep. Right. You know, we had a lot of young guys coming in after it, but the 15 athletes were solid. Yeah. And they could play for anyone. Right. So, so, and again, self, again, it's talking about me, my freshman year. Pomp, we went from scoring like 20 points the first game to 50, I think, every other game after that. You you know what I always think about? Because, so I came in and kicked after the third game, after the Bellevue game, and that's all I did was kick. But so, and here's one thing I tell everybody, and people, I don't want to say they forget about it, or maybe I'm making it a bigger deal than what it is. When we played Bellevue that year, how cool was it that we all met under the underpass and we marched over to Bellevue, had <laughs> cops and firefighters, because I was in the band, so obviously the band, we marched over, and again, 
no disrespect to Bellevue, I think we beat them like 49 nothing or something. I, I mean, it, it was ass whooping. It, yeah. was, it was. It was terrible. bad. And was they were bad. supposed to be pretty good. Exactly. Well, they had Delania because those next couple of years, they did, they competed with well, Beachwood and Newcastle and the, the, the they one. They had the two big tackles. I think the one, yeah. the one was supposed to go to Nebraska and the other. Right, was, right, right. Wilson was one. I can't remember the other. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it Brian Wilson, maybe? I can't remember his ben? name. Ben, ben Wilson. Wilson, yes, Ben was then, a B, yeah. My bad, Ben, sorry. Had a, had a nickname, yeah. so I can't... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah but anyway, pick, like what was it, pick Pickerel? Pick uh, uh, beef? Or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they, anyway, were, they were good. Yeah. But like you said, they competed with Beachwood and Newcastle in single A for a couple years. Um, but And then after that game, like you said, obviously we rolled on. So uh, here we are, uh, regional finals, Breathitt County. Oh, so go back a game before that. Okay, sorry. So the game before that, Prestonsburg had played Breathitt County, and I think the score was 20-10 to the last regular season game of the season. And uh, we were ranked, like, number four. Breath, it was number one in the state. And the end of the Prestonsburg game, we're winning 56 or 50 to – it might end up being 50. 50 or 56 to six. Yeah, right, and all. all of a sudden, you know, they go for the onside kick. You know, I just broke every tackle record. And I stepped up to, to catch the kick and get chopped, snapped my ankle, you know, at the end of that game. So the next game, we go down to Breath of County. Yeah. And – you know, all week long, I didn't know the ankle was broke. So I went to therapy all week and I was leaving school early. You know, I remember and Coach said, if, you can, if you can run on it, you can play. You know, so right. I was running on it by Friday. What is it? Quarter zone. I was yeah, all quarter yeah, right, zoned right, up. Right, right. And then um, right before we were getting ready to go back to school so that, you know, we can get on the bus to go to right, Breathitt, right. you know, they said, we're going to take an x ray. You know, so, right, right. Okay, so we go in and take this x ray and the doctor comes back in. I believe it was Dr. Mangine. And he said, you know, Nick, I'm sorry to tell you. But it's broke. And I'm like, it's broke. Huh. Can I just deny treatment? You know right, exactly. He said, nope, you're not playing tonight. And I'm like, yeah. crush me. Crush me. So, then, so and again, I was going to get to uh, the injury. but That was terrible. So, and I'm glad you did because you explained it way better than I did. So now keep in mind, guys, um, Nick's junior year, my freshman year, we're going down to Breathitt County, number one team in the state. And mind you, and they had the Chapman brothers. Like, th these boys Wait, were good. Waylon and Jonathan, they were good. These and, boys were and good. And the big D tackle that went yeah. to, like, UK. So, and again, you want goosebumps. You want to talk about full story. I've been very fortunate to ref a couple state tournaments. Hey, when, when you think of Breathitt County, what's the last names you think of? Chapman, Holcomb. Holcomb was the head coach. Let me think. Moore, Kyle Moore, he was the backup quarterback that ended up being great. Turner, Fugate. Oh. Yeah. So, yes. so here's what's funny. Um, hopefully, he listens to this. I'm working a state tournament. You know, I, we, you know, we don't know who these where they're from. You're right. Hey, and he tells me. So we say Fugate. Some say Fugate, and I'm like, "There's no way you're from Breathitt County, right?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, bro, you know, you guys in the Turners all came to Newport, right?" And the Williams. There's there so many. Right. That's what I told the you. All Turners came I, from Turners I, Creek. I, got yes. I was like, I couldn't make it up. I'm working a state tournament with this guy from Fugate from Breathitt County. I'm there, like, there was always such know. a connection. Right. So well, and then let yeah. me tell you this. So you know, in high school, I, I, I dated Della. When her grandpa died, he's a Fugate. We had the service here, and we drove to Breathitt, Breathitt County to bury him. I, I'll never forget it because I'm like. Hold on. So we're go we're going to follow this hearse to Breathed County. Well, what is it? Is it the Jackson County or whatever? Or Jackson, yeah. Jack and, and we're going to bury this guy up on this hill, and that's exactly what we did. It's crazy. But anyway, so so uh, here we are. And please add on to this. I'm going to tell you yeah. my experience. Uh, we walk into Breathed County. Um, by the way, this isn't the updated Breathed County. This is before they had the. Well, they the still had the big bleachers on their well, side. They had the big bleachers on their side, but there was the on. It wasn't updated. No, but it was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big and thunderstruck playing in the end zone. Yeah, you got to get that yeah. down. And the country boy can't survive. And the cannon. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, rebel flags flying. Yes. So rebel rebel flags flying, camo and orange, and you got a bunch of city boys pulling in. And uh, to add to the end zone there, it was I think it was a special needs bus they cut in half with the speakers, and then you had, they had a greenhouse down there and a cannon. So, uh, like you said, we walk in there, and we're just like, what the fudge is going on here? Yeah. And I'll never forget it. Intense. And 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 this almost got... And I don't care to tell this story because hell, we're adults now, and we were me and Nick Parton was fourteen at the time. This about got got our ass whipped. Excuse me, I don't know if you remember. They run open a kickoff back. Yeah. And Nick Parton, right before the kickoff, as you can imagine, we're freshmen, right? We're sitting down there by the heater, right next to the cheerleaders, like we're just trying to stay warm. And Parton, you because know, I think Parton's grandparents lived down there. They did, and they watched every game. They're all like, the Partons were. They're like, yeah, song. they're like these boys is good, and. And I swear to God, on my dad, Parton said, Pomp, if they run this kickoff back, it's over. And they ran the kickoff back. And me and Parton's laughing, right? So we're, we're 13, 14-year-old freshmen. Mm -hmm. But now these senior cheerleaders and these older players see us laughing. Now, I'll get to that. So just remember I said that. So now we're in the game. I think they beat us, what, 22 nothing, 25 nothing. It was something like that. Yeah. We so, dropped like four touchdowns. Yeah, and right. we gave up three sacks the entire year. Right. And, and then, then <laughs> yeah. the one game we gave up Route, eight, I'm again, not a center, hey, Rouse gets sacked eight times. Right. So hey, it was, hey, it was hey, terrible. I, I, and then they rushed for right, 200 yards right up the middle. I, I don't want to speak for Rouse, but that was the one thing Rouse said. Rouse was like, yeah, I, I kind of ran for my life that night. And again, you know, he's, he's going to come and on. And I was sitting on a water bucket crying. Yeah, yeah. And then next over on the side. So to finish that game, um, and then two things I remember, A, the ass whooping we took, and B, do you remember they had us in that little cubby hole, I guess, to shower, and the water was like up to our shins, like there was no drain or nothing, it was, it was, it was, it was like mud water, but, so, like I had said earlier, the story is, Parton's like, hey, Pump, they run this kickoff back, this game's over, so they ran the kickoff back, and like, we're kind of laughing about that, so here we are, me and Parton, we're freshmen, man, Scared to death because apparently the cheerleaders like, well, Pomp and Nick were laughing, ha ha ha, and you know they're telling the seniors Garrett and Nick and Edmund and Aaron Johnson, you know, and we're like, fuck, we're about to get our fucking asses whipped, you know. We and, and up even the following week at school, we're like, man, they're gonna beat us up, and like we're trying to say no. Look, we weren't laughing because we lost, we just knew how good they were, and it was almost comical because Parton said that, you know. Yeah. But but anyway, it, it, but it was just. So, and that's the other thing I always say to your senior year, to our, when I say our, because Matthew's sitting over there, senior year, that was when Breathitt and Boyle County was rolling people, brother. Boyle dominated 2A and they went to 3A and smacked Highlands around a couple years. And and that was just happened to be your senior year. Breathitt was loaded when I was in high school. Yeah. Completely. Right, right. Every year. They, 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 were, had, right. they had the Chapmans and then the next year they had Kyle Moore. And I think they won a couple state championships. Right, so I'm saying, but they beat us like twenty to nothing or twenty to. Right. Did we score? What? what I don't remember. What, if we what I was going to say. I know the so, one was twenty-two or twenty-five to nothing. I well, can't remember. I think it was twenty or twenty-two to nothing, and then uh, they go on the next week and win forty-five to nothing in exactly. the state championship. Exactly. Right. You right. Know, so, but uh, but no, but but and, and again, funny story. So Wade, if you guys don't know Wade Cruz, best the legend, best legend, yes, legend, uh, Newport maintenance guy, Newport High School. Um, he drove down with my mom and dad. And, and again, you know, I'm not making fun of Wade because I love him with all my heart. 
like you said, they had the big old stands. We had these little cheap ass leaning pieces backwards. of wood leaning creek backwards. In the yeah, creek and mud. And it's muddy, and it didn't even rain that week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they had, they had that, that Bermuda in the mud. Yeah. yeah. So and 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 if you remember, that was when the regional alternated. You alternated odd and even year to where you would go. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, man. Um, you know, my mom and dad told me the story because they stayed down there, like at the Breathitt County Inn or something, you know. Jackson Inn. Yeah, Jackson Inn. Jackson Inn. That's what it is. It was the Jackson Inn. Classic. So they stayed down there. And um, I'll never forget, you know, days later. Like Wade, Wade was like, nah, man. Like, Wade, yeah, Wade was like, next year when y'all come to us, you, you, y- y'all going in the in the half moon, and I'm gonna flood it, you know. Um, but uh, and if you knew anything about our right, field, right, right, if right. you flood our field, it's just gonna be a muddy swamp. Exactly. It's gonna be like a daggone uh, quicksand field. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. We had we had the worst field. Oh, in absolutely. Well, you got to think the firefighters used it. We used it. New Cath used it. It was grass. It was dirt from numbers right. to numbers. Yeah. and crushed bottles and right. Bricks. Whatever. Find, <laughs> that's yeah. what it was like. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. So, um, <laughs> all right. So that's your junior year. So our senior year. What we got? Okay, so the senior year, we lost about, honestly, we lost a ton of athletes. The quarterback was gone. The tailback was gone. Um, Dickey stepped up and played tailback. Friedolf went to center. I went to guard. We bounced things around. Um, all the DBs, with the exception of Dickey, were gone. Um, guys were coming in from from everywhere. So we were pretty young to play. And to be honest, a lot of sophomores even started to play. Right. Because I think Charlie ended up taking the starting quarterback right. a couple games in. Well, we started off the year a little rough, and uh, we, but we did beat Newcalf. Right, that's a that's yeah, a absolutely. It's always good to beat Newcalf. Absolutely, that was like the first time which, in like thirteen. Which years. was the first of a yeah. three year run. You're right. You're right. But go ahead. So, but after that, you know, around game two, or actually, it's probably around game three, we started to gel, and I think we finished the regular season like seven to three or something like that. So this was when we lost to uh, Lawrence. Lawrence County, Lawrence and County. and to be honest, I think we were the first team to make Lawrence County punt all year. Right. And so yeah. they beat us like twenty seven to seven. Right. At Newport, and then we had to go down there to the playoffs. Right. Now the playoffs were fun, but um. So we're down well, there, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. and I, I just remember being down there, and we're winning twenty-one nothing going into the fourth quarter. You know, smacking them around. They had they had some studs. I think uh, Michael's ended up being a coach at went to Western, and I think he coaches for the Raiders or somebody yeah. now, or or the 49ers. But their team was loaded, so we're beating them in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden it gets dark, and you know they they didn't have those bright lights on their field, so they would line those cars up with their headlights in the end zone, and people start getting on their cars in the back of the end zone. And, and I can remember them screaming to us, you're never going to leave here alive. You know? <laughs> right. And all this stuff. And our guys, like the, right. a lot of the younger guys exactly. started to melt because they couldn't handle that. And then they end up beating us, what, 27-21 or something right, like right, that. Right. Last second touchdown. Big by, by uh, what was his name? Big Shy Town Charlie Vincent. Do you yeah. remember that name? I, I don't. That's who it was. He was a lie. monster. He was like a 240-pound well, tailback. And then here's the other thing. So between my class and your class, we talk about Breathed and Boyle and Lex Kath and Lawrence. So Lawrence went on the next few years that, Again, I never they forget. Back up the they bought they bought and they played Highlands up here and you know beat them. Like I'll they never did. forget well, that. They, had, man. They, they were loaded. Like right. honestly, they had Jared Parker who ended up playing right. at UK wide receiver. I right. think started for like three years. But to get to that game, we even had to beat Prestonsburg, exactly. who had three D one kids. Right. They had um what was that? Jeremy Caldell that played D D line for UK and ended up playing in the NFL. They had a big tackle that was like six eight. He ended up playing in somewhere in D one. I mean yeah. that team was loaded, and they had a little fullback that went to the Eastern. They were well, good. And, and Those again, were good teams, and again, man. And, the, and we shouldn't have beat them, but we did. Well, and that's the other thing I say. And again, I hate to say this. I'm not adding an asterisk or anything to our classes. I mean, we were obviously really good, but we just happened to go against some. I don't want to say legendary, just really, really good. But teams. in their hometowns, those are legendary. Exactly teams. right. Like you said that's who they're talking about right now. And you know, to be honest, Pomp, I think uh, the biggest. The biggest thing that we had going with us is we were violent. So, like, when we right. hit, we hit people to hurt them. Oh, yeah. And 
and it really wasn't to hurt them. It was kind of to take away their soul, like the first, the beginning right. of the game. Right. To when you started pounding on Set them, the tone, man. They, they were going to back down and they weren't going to play as hard because they didn't like that. Right. And that's how we were able to do those. Right. You know, if you look back to where even before me, I mean, way back, like Chanelli and those guys did that in, in the early '80s, and then I can't even think of who was next. Like Eric Lanthorn did that, and my brother Ronnie did right. that, you know, and it kind of passed on up through Sanzenbacker and Weinberg and all those guys. Right. They were always hitters at Newport. Right. right. And that's kind of how we lived. You know, yeah. you had so much stuff going on at home. That was your place to, to take it take out with somebody right. else. Yeah, you yeah. wanted them to feel exactly. your pain, you know, right. Right. Yeah. because yeah. they couldn't live with it. And the right. thing, that was my mentality. You no, know, I want right. them to feel my pain and they're not going to live with it. No, you're right. And you would take their soul to right. where <laughs> eventually, you know, they, they weren't able to play. Right. They would shut down. And yeah. that I, we beat a lot of teams we shouldn't have. No, no, you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. well. And again, go, Bargo and, after me did the same thing. And, right, yeah, you know, yeah, Bargo I mean, for right, years. Hawkins and all the yeah, yeah, yeah right. little little. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Asher, right? Yeah, he was, and I think he got injured too. I they think. were always yeah, murderers. Like yeah. Newport had one guy that was just murderers. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and, and again, back to the point, like Hunter said, you know. And again, I mean this with all due respect. Bird, Bargo, Asher, you know, outside of school, ah. But like he said, when they were in that building, great respect kids. to Coach Lucas because they wanted to get shit done because they wanted to play on Friday night. And, you know, they balanced it, if that makes sense. It does. Um, and, and honestly, it goes back to that story of the switch. Right. All those kids had the switch. They could be all right in the classroom, but when they were on the field, they just let it loose. Right. You know? No, you're right. Um, so, all right, so you played football. And, again, um, just my little side note here, um, obviously looking up to you being a couple years older and even knowing you, but um, and, and and this is ain't this is something Nick and I didn't even talk about before we started the show, but just what I want to say before we get to all your and again, just so you guys know, I have a notepad here, and I was like, hey man, tell me some of your awards, and he just start just going off of stuff, and it's just too much, so we're just gonna highlight a few of them. But my point is though, um, and I think all Newport people always heard the the story slash myth of how Adam Brown first one in last one out of the weight room. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're older than me, but that's what I've always heard. Mm -hmm. You know, Adam Brown, which was, for those of you that don't know, he was a running back at Newport. He was a stud. You know, even though that was when they were in three, a and the O in 10 years, but they said he worked his ass off. And again, I want to say this to you. And again, this ain't nothing we talked about. I don't think people understand how hard you worked. Pop, I loved it though. Like right. I think Adam's in the same boat. If you look back, great players love to work. Right. I mean, I would work out and then I would go home and work out. Then I would go to the pool where I worked, you know, as a lifeguard. I would swim right. laps and then I'd work out there. Right. Just because I wanted to be well, the best I could. And again, like you said, hell, we can talk about the vets. I remember and here you are, or oh, what, twenty year old, nineteen year old. And I remember, and I, yeah, I got a stupid memory. You were taking the Metamucil because, like, you know, you're, you're putting so much in, you got to get so much out. And, you know, like, I remember that. <laughs> I, I, would, I took out or, or whatever protein. it was. I had all kinds right. of stuff. But you know that. what I'm saying? Because I remember yeah. you had the orange thing, and I'm to like, what's ready. that? And you're yeah. like, well, I got to get rid I gotta of some get, of this. I got to get a fiber. I had to get exactly. so much protein. I had everything right. down to a science. Right. And you did. And, like, you, you and again, like, every hour I worked out. Like, right. <laughs> no, you did. Right. And, yeah. and it was crazy. And let me tell you another side note credit to our coaching staff. First off, who the hell creates PE4, right? That was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what PE4 is, God bless the Newport coaches and the staff. PE4, so at Newport, we were one of the first schools in Northern Kentucky to do block scheduling. So for those of you who don't know what that is, that's four hour and a half block classes, all right? Um, and that's what we did. 
So we were fortunate enough. And you switch at Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were, yeah, yeah, like you said, yeah, you switch after the second quarter. So we were fortunate enough uh, that the, the, the brains down there came up with PE4. So what PE4 was, the football guys went down to the football field to work out and, and, and watch film and get in what they needed to get in. And obviously, like Nick said, depending on the season, or it was just a generic PE4, you know, and, and you worked out and did whatever. But uh, so I, I think that was I think that was huge because you got to work out. You didn't have to do Tuesday, Thursday of working out. You're going to do it at school and it's done. Right. So now you work out and then you went to practice, you know, it's true, you know. But um, I mean, <laughs> I look at some of the things that happened to P4, like guys just getting bigger, faster and stronger. I saw Runyon squat like 700 pounds one time at P4. Right. You know, I think I got my push press up to like right. 345. Donald Smith ended up doing like 360 or something right. crazy. In high school, that's those are just ridiculous numbers. Right. I mean, well, Friedolf was like 355 bench press at five foot seven. I'm right. exaggerating right. with that Freddie said, you're on here. I'm just pushing you a little bit. Right. But no, he, it was it was unbelievable how much bigger, faster, and stronger. And that group, like our our group, I think bought into the weight room. Right. And then yes. it became contagious. It, it, we were addicted to it. We right. were lifting all the time, running all the time. I remember running the bridges every morning when right. I got up. I had dots painted on my backyard because right. I would For do like dot drill the, before the, I went to sleep drill. every night. Yeah, yeah. I had a peck deck in my backyard that I was exactly. squeezing. I wanted to be the biggest, the baddest dude on the field. And then I, I honestly think like your group kind of benefited too because oh, 100%. you were with us. Like I was sucker man. I was dragging him in right. you know, every, right. every day. And he probably hated me when he was young because right. I would talk him into doing it. No, but I mean, it paid off. He ended up being a, a three-time All-American. So right. I think he owes me a little bit there. Come on, Chu. Come on, Chu. Jump Shout in out. here. Come on, but, man. <laughs> so, hey, Chu's here, man. No. He's, he's sitting on the couch. But all, all those guys. I mean, right. because one group gets it and starts, starts be, get, uh, getting bigger, faster, and stronger. Um, that spreads to the next group that come in and then to the next group. And, and it was amazing. And let's add this. In today's world, it's common, but hell. We didn't have ASAP. No, 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 no. No, so, no that's what I'm saying. Hey, what about the Tuesdays and Thursdays down 4th Street? Uh, speed and agility. After school. After right. school after on school. Tuesday and Thursday. Right. At 4 o'clock, we had to I'm be saying. at Arnold's. We had to go to Arnold's well, for see, the we first were at 4th Street. Okay, we had to go yeah. to Arnold's school for yeah. an hour long of just speed and agility. We're doing plyometrics. We're jumping right. boxes. The boxes. It's right. like a the college ropes. workout. Right, right. A college work all spring long. Right. It wasn't it wasn't mandatory unless you want to play. Exactly. With this COVID stuff and you know, Morgan's in the seventh grade now. Excuse me, and you know, she she's gonna play softball at Highlands. Hey, you don't have to come. It's not mandatory, but you know, I mean that's, that's what always been the case, you know. That's but exactly like you said, and you're right, whether it was the teachers, the coaches, or whether it was us pushing each other, you know, you still had to put the work in. And right. again, it's not a coincidence. And again, going back to my original story with Coach Faust, how all this stuff aligned up, man. And they had five to six years of of, of, of good stuff. You know, and like I said, I don't want to get into mine and Matthews because hopefully, you know, he'll get them toes wet and we'll have him and somebody mm -hmm. else on and we'll talk about our class. All right, so your senior year football wraps up. W where's Nick Rice right now? After my senior year? Yeah. Well, that's when I. Well, hold on. I'm sorry. I was, I was bouncing hold on, around hold on, hold on, a whole lot there. Hold on, hold on. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're jumping around here. Squirrel. So at Newport, so we have All State your senior year. Yeah. And then you were first team both ways, All Northern Kentucky your junior and senior year. Yeah. And again, and I, was a, I was runner up for or one of the nominees for the That's My Boy. That's My Boy Award. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, Matthew Atkins, shout out. That's My Boy he Award winner. It. Hold on now. I think yeah. he's the only Newport guy to ever win it. Well, I'd hope. Without a doubt. I'd hope. Top scholar athlete, Northern right. Kentucky. Hey, all I know is when we played Russell, this fella, and what what was his name, Chew? I know you remember on, I, it. You're talking about the kid that went to. Uh, went, to went to Marshall. Yes. Chew dominated him. 
dominated him. Yeah, you did. Yes, you do. His number was 70, and you were 71. I remember it. Come on, man. Like you messing with. You messing with. So this dude was going to Marshall, and I'll never forget it because Nick, my ball right there, can you see it behind that trophy? So hold on a second. So that's the football my dad got us. We played Russell. That was how we clinched the district. And that's if you awesome. look on there, it says it. it says one touchdown, two extra points. Love dad. So and that's the ball that I still have. And and only and I still have it up there because it means a lot to me, obviously. But that was the game where Coach Salter, all I know is all I know is he's going to Marshall. And <laughs> all I know is he's going to Marshall. And and shoot has dominated him. He's going to Marshall. That's all I'm saying. You know. But anyway, so um all right, so yeah, so uh, uh, and again with all these, and again, guys, as you, I don't want to bore you with the stats and all that, but Nick for years led Newport with what most tackles, tackles for loss, all kinds of and, stuff, and yeah. all those records that you could imagine. Man, he just he took them to another level. All right, so now we're at Thomas Moore. Okay, freshman year, what we got? Ah, so the freshman year, I think <laughs> this is crazy. So I told you how I ended up at Thomas Moore. And when I did spring workouts with him when I was going to Northern for a year before I transferred over. So I had a chance to get, get in and meet all the guys and know what the workouts were like. Well, we brought like 145 guys into camp. And I, <laughs> by no means am I exaggerating this. So we had this thing called the night train to where when things got a little tough, kids would leave in the middle of the night because the coach would keep their keys. And you had to go talk to the <laughs> coach, and everybody would watch you. So, like, they would leave in the middle of the night, like, with a, a spare set of keys or something they kept in a room. So you'd see the headlights leaving. So we started with that 140, 145 players. Um, but come season, I think we were down to, honestly, like, 56 really? the end of the season we finished with 45 I came in I was a backup middle linebacker and I thought going to D3 school I was going to be the man you know come right, in and start right, but right, now right. we had a great linebacker his name was Chris Estep and Estep. He, super smart where's he from, from? Ashland Paul Burley I was going to say Eastep. amazing yeah, guy yeah, 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 yeah. great guy you know um but you know he, I couldn't beat easy out he knew everything he was super smart he was he was a quarterback on defense so they said you know Nick you can either sit the bench or you know you might want to think about playing D-line so <laughs> I thought, number 99 it is. D-line. Well, then I was 16. I thought I was fast. Maybe I was skinny, 16. So, you know, I made the decision to move to D-line. I started every game except for one that I had a rolled ankle, and I ended up going in in the second quarter. But uh, it was great. I, yeah. I think I had 13 sacks as a freshman. I played end for three or four games. I played nose. I played three tech one game. You know, and back then I was only about 215, 220. So, it, it was an awesome experience. I learned a lot. A guy named uh, Mark Broing, who was our other tackle, was close to the NCAA record for sacks. He had like 22. Really? So we had a, we had an awesome little team. We finished seven and three. However, you know, at the end of the year, we were playing Ironman football. Coaches were taking snaps or snaps on scout team, you know, because we didn't have enough. Right. And uh, it 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 was rough. I mean, I remember going in during camp. You know, when we still had all those guys and the seniors, because we're at study table, you know, getting ready to. Um, go into our meetings, and the seniors are like, listen, I understand. If I were one of you, I would leave. This is terrible. Because <laughs> we had a brand-new coaching stuff that came right. So the guys that stuck it out, though, I mean, it was worth it. So the next year, we went from 7-3 to three that first year with 45 players. We recruited some great players. This is after me taking a year off. So Matthew's only a year behind me. And somehow we, we get him. And, I mean, that's something I never thought would happen. Matthew was taking visits to like Harvard and Yale right. and places like oh, that. He was he was supposed to be a big time D one guy. Right. And somehow we ended up 
getting him at Thomas More. And I was thinking about leaving. Like, I was thinking about, you know, this might be my shot. I had a pretty good freshman year. I can go play somewhere else. Yeah. And once he came in, I was locked. And it was the greatest decision ever because he became a workout partner. We were together pretty much every day. And um, he made me better, and I hope I made him better along with that because that next year we went 9-1, and one, and our only loss came to a team in Pennsylvania when we just didn't travel well. Right. But we had a stud tailback that was an All-American that ended up playing in the U.S.-Mexico game and all kinds of stuff. Will Castleberry, we just had a great year. We had a transfer quarterback that came in from Florida. It was awesome. And then uh, the next year got even better. The following year, I think we were 11-2 and two or 11-1. and one. We went undefeated during the regular season, won the first round. So 11-1 and one the next year, and um, it was, everything went well from there. My senior year, we dipped so, a little bit. We didn't have a quarterback. So, and, I was All-American as a sophomore. And, again, I, I want to add this. So what year was it where you guys were the first, first time ever for you to – to go undefeated was that your well self- thomas moore had been undefeated before like 95 that team was loaded they went undefeated and they beat so just three curious division one was that was teams. that with like wayne hall and them that was with wayne hall and them. okay you know they had like three all americans on the line they had wells a bit of linebacker that team got gotcha. sick okay that the team was sick but I now joe but, shriver but, and, and again I, and, and, and i'm sorry my mind but you guys were the first to do something we were the first to win a playoff game. to win a playoff game so okay, i think 92 went to the playoffs and lost to emory and henry or somebody like that um Probably got that wrong, but right. ninety five should have went. We were the first team to go, and we won the first round. Oh. We beat McMurray. Then we lost to Wittenberg in the second Wittenberg. round. Which Wittenberg is usually they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. They're always good. So, um, so now and again, man. And I had to flip back to linebacker that year. Yeah. So, so and again, I, 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 and by all means, if you want to say anything else about your Thomas Moore stuff, please do it because I, I, I want to talk about all your uh, credentials here. Okay, let so, me give you one more thing. So, okay, absolutely. Come know, on. Just a shout out to Bryson Warner because Bryson was one of my yeah, D linemen. I saw coach. him tonight. I had Bryson's Boone County tonight. Great he was buddy there. of mine. I love him to death. But <laughs> Bryson is, you know, when you have a successful career on the D line, you know, they want to kind of keep you there. But going into my junior year, we didn't have a, a stud middle linebacker for the first time in a while. So um, Bryson goes into the coach's office. I mean, he was my D line coach with Everett Roper. And uh, he talks to Coach Paul and said, you know what? I just got a, got an issue. You don't have a linebacker that's running the middle of your defense, and I think your best one's on D-line. And Coach Paul was like, what are you talking about? Now, Bryson, being an All-American at Western, right. had a little bit of a you know clout. So right. Coach Paul was like, you think Rice can do it? Bryson was like, yeah, I think Rice can do it. So <laughs> thank God he did right, that because right. I went back to linebacker, and my career blew up from there. Hey. And, and, you know, and we had we had great defenses. I think we were number two in the nation in rush defense. My senior year, we were number one in the rush yeah. rush defense in the country. We were great. And, and I promise you, tonight I, I officiated at Boone, and he was sitting over there. I don't know who he was with, but I so but but I so wanted to say, hey, I know you know Nick. Hopefully, he's going to come to the house tonight. We're going to do a podcast. I swear, because he was there. Um, and um, now so he's crazy. You would like him? Oh, oh no, no, because you could tell he's a linebacker right, when yeah, you talk yeah. to him. Well, yeah. I, I've had him in football. Yeah. You know, I think three times maybe. And you know, you get that. You know that holding or that big play. He's he's ready to go, man. You know, right. which I like. You know, because we get it. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so, uh, all right. So here we are. We, we wrap up Thomas Moore. And again, this is the sum of the stuff, man. We got All American your sophomore year. You're a member, and please help me out here, member of the AFCA Good Works team. Yeah. So you name-dropped earlier, man. So th- Even though most people are like, what the hell is that? T- t- tell some people who so were part of that group. What that is is that's basically um, scholar athletes that give back to the community. So with that, there's 11 D1 kids um, that get this every year, and then there are 11 from all other divisions of football. So there are 22 total. So um, on, I remember my senior year, 
on the Good Works team. It was Eli Manning was one of the quarterbacks that was first team on the uh, the Division One squad. Yeah, and then there were other guys. I just can't remember the right, names. Right, right, right. And then there were eleven of us from everywhere else, from NAIA to JUCO, that, whatever yeah, that. Right. So it's an elite group. It's it was, minority it's group. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Twenty-two in the entire country. Right, right. Twenty-two of how? What is it? Whatever the however many people there are. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So not bad for a boy from Newport. No, 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 <laughs> not bad at all. And um, and uh, I I I gotta say this, uh, getting deep and emotional. What did it feel like when Thomas Moore put you in the Hall of Fame? It was pretty awesome. It really was. Like uh. I think I think I might have been number ten out of all the football players. So football's pretty new at Thomas More. I think right. it started in like ninety or eighty nine, somewhere around there. But there have been some great players that came through there. And just to name drop for a second, like Noel right. Rash played no, at right. Thomas More. See, uh, I didn't Nieder, know that. Niederman played at Thomas More. I didn't know that. I mean, there are there are a ton of great guys, and there are so many All Americans and just unbelievable players. There are a lot of guys that still need to be in there, like my buddy Derek Balsey and. Um, I could go on. Hold I mean, on. There, there are Bossy, who and who owns? Who's the eight? No, Bossy. Yeah, used to yes. Dixie novelty. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, but he's the AD of Dixie. You know, so Derek, my bad, man. So with bad that, job by me. Oh, it's all right. So with that, I think I was number ten. And looking at the other guys that are in that Hall of Fame, I mean, even if you just look around, not just the football guys, David right. Justice is in that Hall of Fame. That's what so I'm saying. Right. It's pretty awesome. Right. It's kind of a big deal. You know, and I'll tell you what. What was even more special is I think two years later, is it two or is it four? Two or four years later, Matthew makes it in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I think we have to be. Well, see, I would want to talk to him, but, but he's sitting over there on the couch that, man. that go in like that, right? You know. And again, that was the other thing. So um, uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm tell sorry. you. Let me I'm give sorry. you. Let me give you a couple more chew no, stories. Please, please, please. So please, Chew please. and I worked together every day at 6 a.m. I wrecked my car one time, totaled the truck on on the interstate, glass in my head, and the tow truck dropped me off at weights because I couldn't let him down. Like, that's how right. tight we were. We were we had other guys that worked out with us, like, freed off. Is and I remember lifting his window to go in. His mom's sleeping, and I'm sneaking down the hallway, <laughs> getting him out of bed, <laughs> and he's crying. Like, I just got off work, right. and we're dragging him the weights. Yeah. I remember getting Nick Parton the same way. We're banging on his door, opening on, windows, and he's like, my dad hasn't even let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> Tears. Well, I mean, hey. But we adopted all those guys into our work, like, well, Work well, that's what I was going to say. I, I'm just some average, uh, some some dumb dago. But I was out there a handful of times with you guys. It was awesome. It you was know, because awesome. we put on the Power Man 5000. And, <laughs> and our goal was somebody right. had to puke every day. Exactly. That's how right. hard we were right, going right, to work. Right, right. And, and, but I'm going to tell you, back to Chew, though. I mean, not only did we get some of the best workouts that are, he's ever pushed me and uh, anything like that in the weight room, but on the football field, normally when I hit a guy, like, they would buckle a little bit or I can use a swim move to get off. But the guy had, like, clasp. I'd hit him with everything I had, and if he went to a knee, he still had a grip. <laughs> it was yeah. terrible. It was terrible. But, yeah. no, I think we made each other better, and yeah. it well, was a well, great well, experience. And, and that's what I was going to say. Not to um, mention the whole family's in, in right. the stands on Saturdays. Right. So he, well, well, You'll and, never get that back. And that's what I was going to say. What's what's unique about you and Matt is um, it's just unique. Like, I mean, there's nothing I can say. It's just how awesome is that that you guys got to experience that, you know? like yeah. And to do it at a high level, right? You know, like, mm -hmm. it's one thing. Like, like for example, I'm, I'm just an average athlete. I was nothing special. You guys were obviously high level, um, gifted, talented, and, and and dedicated, and all that stuff. And to do it in high school, ah, okay. But then to continue it on, obviously, I've never been a part of it. But what was the shit you guys did at Thomas More? Where like, like the dog soldiers, dog soldiers, <laughs> right, man? Like, I mean, I see like Matthew for the longest time. His mom had to picture him like coming out of the lake and shit with water dripping. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm Co like, I'm gonna tell you, our coaching staff was amazing. Yeah. They broke up the off season to where like every couple of weeks you had something to look forward to. 
So we started off, we had a, a lifting competition versus like Wilmington and Ohio Northern, Hanover. Right. Like we would, we would, I don't know if Hanover ever came, but we had, we had invited all these different schools, Mount St. Joe, over right. to where they were bringing their strongest guys. We had our strongest guys. Yeah. And it, it was great. I can remember like cleaning and I was warming up at like 365 on power clean. <laughs> and I sat it down and the coach was like, you want to count that for the first rep? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and I never had to clean again. No, you know? right, I was right. going to go for like 400. But right. the, <laughs> the other guys only got like 325 or something. It was right. the greatest thing ever. But I also remember there was a kid from Dagon Wilmington, Brandon Teasdale, who squatting. I wasn't a greatest squatter. I think I squatted like 535 or something. But this dude had like 750 on the bars <laughs> bending. And back then they used to have this thing to where you had to go parallel. And there was a little like strap that went across that you had to touch. And this guy goes down. He touches it. And he winks at me. No, he didn't. Winks at me. Ah. Then he just stands up, <laughs> racks it. He yeah. was like, honestly, right. he was probably 5'11", 275 pounds. You can ask Matthew, you can ask Matthew like, it wasn't it 30 minutes later, this little dumpling D lineman that just squatted all this weights out there dunking basketballs in our court. Really? Two Bye. hands. Boom! Right, throwing yeah. it down. It's right. like, wow, how exactly. are these guys at, and, and, at Thomas More right now? Not to get Trasnick was another one that was there. He, was, uh, he got drafted by the New York Jets. After that, he was a big squatter. Yeah. But and again, yeah. like, not to get sidetracked here, but, you know, we go. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. So they had the, the lift-a-thon, or no, I'm sorry, the weightlifting competition. And then a couple weeks later, we had our dog soldiers. And the dog soldiers, that was kind of our elite group you had to test into. And that was kind of like our special forces on our team. So right, <laughs> that was intense, brother. No, I'm going to tell you, guys uh, dropping uh, off. And, again, but like woo! I said, Chew would tell me some of that stuff, man. And um, it, it was intense. But, we would um, train for that, like. Right. Like we would have to prepare. I don't think the one time we did 1,500 body squats. Then the next day we had to run like two miles and something crazy. I mean, oh, I'm it, sure. It was unbelievable. Right. So, um, and I'm going to wait for Matthew to come back down there because I'm going to ask him. But I will tell you this, though. And like I said, it's kind of funny for me to go back to 18 years ago. When I would come out there and work out with you guys, I thought it was so cool, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm at Thomas More's gym, fucking shooting some basketball. <laughs> like, it's cool. Go work out a little bit. And fast forward now, you know, I ref a couple games out there, you know, when they have, yeah. like, big games or a cancer awareness or whatnot. But what my point is getting to, though, going back to Newport, I know we're jumping here, but kind of like, and I meant to say this earlier about 4th Street, there's just that smell, when you walked into Fourth Street, and when you walked into that weight room, it's it's mold, it's it's mildew, <laughs> it's water, it's rust, it's asbestos, asbestos, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's everything probably that's not good, and uh, but it's something special, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. You know, uh, thank you, but but uh, but no, but but I was just gonna say, man, and like I said, even though I was only there a couple times, but I just remember going out there with you guys, and and again here we are. Again, 17, 18 years later, it just blew my mind to think of how dedicated you guys were. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, I mean, even though like I was just a bum, I was just, I'm, I'm in choose back pocket. I got a free place to work out, right? Like, I'm, I'm coming to hang out and watch you guys work out. But it was just like, it was just so cool that you guys were just that invested. Loved you know? it. Right. Loved it. You know, back to 4th Street, and this is something about that gym. <laughs> That made it even more special. If you remember, when you walked into the Four Streets gym, there was a sign that was painted. I mean, it, it was probably painted in the 1930s, but it said, "Through these doors pass many of the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. Are you one?" And you know, that's something I bought into early on. Right. And I, I try to use that still today. I want to put that above, like down the hallway of, of my school, through well, these halls, past well, some of the well, greatest I students in the world. Well, I remember when you guys yeah. were there, and even in high school, 
and again, I say this as a compliment to you and Matt. You guys are way fucking smarter than I am. But you were getting to the every morning a gazelle wakes up. <laughs> We'd be sitting on the toilet and he's reading quotes for me. <laughs> hey, am I Everyone, lying? Bob am I Wilkinson right. said. You know, he's reading me this quote. It was like, no, every morning it. a gazelle wakes up and he wonders, is he going to be the slowest? <laughs> every morning a lion wakes up and he wonders, is he going to catch that gazelle? The point of the story is either way, you better wake up and you better be waiting to run. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, yeah. pain but is temporary. Exactly. Pride is forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you and, have pride rice? Are you, like, right. I, can, I can hear him talking yeah, to exactly. me. And, and, like, think about how many of uh, uh, the movie The Program references there were, you know, in oh. Varsity Blues during that era, you know? We still text each other, those, those program oh, references, sure. all yeah, the time. Yeah. But, uh but I, I'll tell you one who I want to have on, and like I said, um, I wish you know he could have been here, um, and he had his knee surgery. But Nick Rouse, man, him and I, we get in, but we just like stuff we're talking about now, man. Mm -hmm. It's similar, and and what I would like to do is I like to have a round table one time, so as you can see my setup here, I can get up to six mics. I like to have Chew once he gets comfortable, and you yeah. and like Rouse, and maybe like part time or something. You know, I, I think it'd be fun. It would be. Um, so, all right, so here we are. And, 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 and is there anything else that Thomas Moore that we got to talk about? Uh, probably not. However, I could I could tell you something else special about Thomas Moore, and, and maybe this is just a small college feel, but when people who go to Thomas Moore, it really changes their life. You know, growing up like I did, and I know we're not going to talk about that tonight, but um, I grew up thinking a lot of things were normal that really weren't. And Thomas Moore helped me to realize, you know, what life should really be like and, and what, what is typical and, and how I should behave and things like that that I didn't really necessarily know. And some of the people that I absolutely hated in high school, I mean, couldn't stand. Like I remember Ricky Honecker, who ends up being one of my all-time best friends. I wouldn't let our locker room say his name the week that we right. played Campbell County. They'd right. be like, Ricky who? Because I, mean, I would take it out on the practice. But Ricky ended up being one of my all-time best friends. And I credit that to Thomas Moore. Justin Frisk is another one from Highlands. You know, I wasn't going to listen to Frisk for anything. You know right, what I mean? Right, However, right, right, right. you know, when we got to Thomas Moore, I, I love that dude. I right. would do anything for him. Right, right. You know, and a lot of guys like that. It, it, there's something special about it. And maybe it's the workload that everyone puts in. Maybe it's the way that it, it's that that um, liberal arts Catholic education that changes you. I don't know what it is. But right. there was something special so, about that school. So, and, and again, so, and again, I, I don't want to jump on to what I want to ask Matt because I want to finish that. So now that you're, you, you were there then, and now when you see Thomas Moore now, right, they got the turf, they got the new stadium. So, like, how does that make you feel as an alum? Like, and you know what, and here, here's what I mean by that is, you know, the whole generic, these people before you, yeah. they did this, that, or the other. How does that make you feel? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. We, we used to teach store-bought versus handmade, and... I can remember, and Matthew was right there with me. I can remember taking down the the goalpost and throwing them over the. I'm sorry, not the goalpost, but the the soccer post and throwing them over the hill when we actually made that that football field. And I can remember our players painting the end zones right. on Saturday morning before the game. We were out there painting the end zone after the walk. There there is something about it, but you take a little pride in that new stadium because that was all planned years and years ago, right. and. The teams that came before you really did help build that. Right. And the, the whole flattening of that area. I mean, everything with it. There's, there is a lot of pride that goes into that. Right. Well, and again, I say this. 
and, and I wish I would have went to more looking back. But, yeah, I went to handful of y'all's game. I thought it was so cool to sit in the end zone on the hill there. I'm like, you know, look, it's like a Clemson feel, right? Like you sit in the end zone, you got the hill and whatever. Uh, but anyway, I, I just wanted to. And the kids in the dorms bringing out couches, setting exactly. them in the middle of it. Right, right, right. It was awesome. It right. was awesome. So I asked Matthew this, and Matthew, I want you to give me his name because I want to give the fella credit before you answer. I asked Matthew, what, a couple weeks ago, I was like, who was somebody you played and you were like, yeah, he's just better than me. What was the guy's name? Juan Howard. Juan Howard, and who was he with? Wittenberg. He was a stud. Okay, so Juan Howard and Wittenberg was choose kind of like, this guy's pretty good. So what's somebody in your career that you can name where you're like, it's just another level? Like, why is he here? Why is he not in Ohio State or Clemson or Florida or Alabama? Or, or was there any? Well, the, the only thing that I noticed that really I, I felt like that because we were pretty stout defensively. We didn't have a great uh, pass defense for a couple of years. Our, our DBs were a little young or a little small, and they end up getting better. But I would imagine if I was going to describe one guy that I thought was pretty amazing, there was a tailback out of Chapman University, and uh, his name was, what was it, Jonathan Sanders? Is that right? Jonathan Sanders, and, and the rumor was that he was like Barry Sanders' nephew. I don't even know if that's Should true. Be. But this cat ran like a 4'3", but he right. was tiny. He was he was only like probably 5'10", maybe maybe a buck 50, but he yeah. was fast. Yeah. And I was a pretty good linebacker, and I can remember getting over top of the center, jacking him up, getting over top because I read zone. And this kid, before before I could even do anything, had already bent it back and You're passed right. me, and he's 70 yards down the field to score the first touchdown. So he got me a couple times like that just because I couldn't touch him. But in the second half, we kind of shut him down. The year before, we had shut him down pretty solid because we had pretty good safety run support. But that kid was fast. And they had a tight end, too, that was a a stud named Michael Mm -hmm. Carter, who I think played in the NFL. So so I I want to ask you this because, again, Chew and I have talked about it a lot. We've been fortunate enough, you know, we've been to uh, a bunch of Florida State games and my buddy who gets us our tickets, we're on the goal line eight rows up. Mm-hmm. So we were fortunate enough to be to see the last Bowden Bowl, you know, when both Bowdens were coaching. And even then, and as you know, the O and D line warm up in the end zone. Right. Um, and I see these guys. They're six, monsters. Six, eight, three, ten, just can run me down in a heartbeat. And I'm not saying I'm fast, but I'm, I'm pretty athletic. So you guys both did it at a high level and was highly successful. And again, Splitting hairs here, All-American, three-time All-American. We got all these awards and all this mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. So explain to me or somebody listening the difference of like when you, who, who, were, who was good, strong, fast, athletic, and you see these guys in the NFL. Oh, the NFL is a different world. And, and, and I said the NFL because obviously you had to go to college to get to the so NFL. So I'm going to give you a little bit here. So I do think there are some guys – that filter down that could end up playing up. You see that in the draft every year. Right, right, right. You know, Coach Campbell out at Iowa State played at Mount Union. So there are a couple of guys, and, and I'm not going to say every team has one, but every couple of teams you'll see a guy that you know could play somewhere else. You know, I've seen a ton of linemen that I felt like that. Um, but playing arena football uh, on our arena team, because I played for Cincinnati, we had a 21-man roster, and I think three of us didn't sign NFL contracts. The rest of them had all been drafted or kind of filtered their way down. So, but so the, the size, the strength, and the speed of those guys, I mean, it's just unbelievable. 
I can remember the first time that I blitzed in arena football. We were playing the Birmingham Steel Dogs. Which, Steel uh, Dogs. Yeah, I think they're so like some uh, uh, farm baseball club. <laughs> or something. Like so their middle linebacker, fullback, was T.J. McClintock, who played for Alabama and plays a D. I think he was a D end or a D tackle. And I remember hitting him and going to a knee. And I was like, "Damn, that's the first time that I had ever buckled to a knee." It was crazy. It was crazy. But um. Just the, the size and speed alone is amazing. And then things that you take for granted, like I thought I was pretty strong. I was like a 435, 440-pound bencher. But we had a couple right. guys that were like 500 plus. Right. You know, Like you said, receivers just, now for Alabama is throwing up like 405. Like, it, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can remember Ronnie Washburn, this, this guy that had like 22 sacks one year for um, the Carolina Rip, or Carolina something. I can't even think of what the name of their team was. But Ronnie played at Livingstone. And I can remember him doing 500 for several. Just right. boom, boom, boom. And he only had about 10% body fat. That was right. So that, that guy was right. legit. So um, just the size, speed, and strength overall. You do have some guys that can do it, but some of those D1 guys aren't as big and strong as you think. They're just I'm huge. Sure they're just athletic. Huge they athletic. are. Right, right. Um, one guy, Chris Knipper, who played at Iowa, once told me that if you could play, if you could bench 315, you could play O line. You know, and, and I thought, you know, because so, yeah. no D lineman is really over over three hundred pounds. It kind of makes sense, right? And that was his theory with it. But he was also six five, and exactly, yeah, could move pretty good. Kind of like so. what was it, Coonhine at Highlands? Like you're you're just a freak. You're just another you're right. level. You're right. And, you're just, yeah. And sometimes guys try to outstep their bounds to where they try to go for that, and they never end up playing. You know what I mean? And that, that's right. one thing that I think going to a smaller school and playing, you know, four years. I think I started something like forty two games or forty one games, and I think Matthew started off forty two. Right. That you don't get that back because right. sitting on the sidelines, it's fun and the big atmosphere is fun, but being on the field. Oh, yeah. you know, so you just play. a side note, because I always mess with Chew about it of, of, of over the years. He would always do that thing like he closed his eyes, you know, and like work with their hands. So how important, I, I guess what I'm saying is here, at what point does talent overcome fundamental and is fundamental overcome talent? Or, or, I think they're both or is this a 50 50? I think they're equally important because, yeah. you know, Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work exactly. hard. I mean, exactly. and that that sticks, that stays the same. Guys that come in that are extremely talented, if they don't work at it, they don't get bigger, faster, and stronger. If they don't hone their technique to where they have it perfect, they're not going to play. Right. You know, they're not going to beat out the next guy. Now, when you have a talented player that works just as hard as everybody else, watch out. Exactly, yeah. So, um, we, you kind of brought this into it. So the Serena football thing, man, I told you in my uh, closet over there, I still got the Nick Rice autographed football, man. <laughs> so, and again, who, what, what, I, what I say, Sting or, or whoever? You said Rockers, I but said it was rockers. a swarm back It was then, a yeah. swarm, yeah. So, uh, and you guys played over there at US, what, US Bank, Coliseum, whatever, whatever you want to call called. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys played there. So how many years were you involved with that? I only did it for one. I ripped my meniscus about somewhere around game 12 or game 13. And then um, I was teaching. I was still on payroll and things like that, but... I was also teaching. I did student teaching for Thomas More College while I was playing arena football. Right. So practice was at like five o'clock in the morning. I can't remember. I think it was five or six. But it was all the way up in Westchester. And I remember going to practice and then driving back to teach at Mildred Dean. I had bruises all <laughs> over my face. Kids thought I was in a bar fight. You know, right. like the principals <laughs> McCafferty, what is that his name? Yeah, Mr. The Mr. Yeah, Mr. McCafferty came out, Rice. I think we need to talk about these bruises. <laughs> I'm like, right, right. I'm like, sir, you these are from practice. I'm just hitting. You know, so hey, they didn't you, understand that part. You know what's funny? When you say Mr. McCafferty, I knew him from truancy from not going to school because he'd be the one he'd be the one to come into your house and knock on the door That's awesome. to give you the letter about That's hey, awesome. you're gonna need to go to school. So, um, go ahead, so I played for that one year and at the end of that year I was invited to play in an all-star game for like NFL Europe and I skipped it because I had been teaching and I hadn't been working. And that's probably my biggest regret. Right. 
So, and again, uh, I want to pause for a second because, um, so at this point we're done with football, right? Pretty at, much, except for coaching because I yeah, well, we're going to get everyone. there. We're going to get there. And again, first off, uh, terrible job by me, Amy, and your yeah. kids, man. Yeah, I'm lucky to have an, I have an amazing wife. I really do. And Amy and I have been together for forever. Which, by the way, I still call Goodall. <laughs> by the way, I don't care if she's Rice. It's Goodall. And no. my phone, it's Amy Goodall. But go ahead. But um, Amy and I started dating. She was in eighth grade, and I was a freshman in high school, and things kind of fell off. We got back together, and we've been together ever since. So it's been over half of our life. We had Seth when I was a sophomore in college, and Seth's a special needs child. So he has Angelman syndrome, which um, brought with it a, a little bit of a difficulty, but we've always adapted. And to be honest, I think Seth has made us better, and he's made me a better person. Then my youngest is Brock, and Brock's now a freshman at Dixie. Dude, crazy, by the way. I see these pictures. And Brock's going to be a freak. That's what I'm saying. Wait, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Might be a little parental bias, no, but you know, hey. he's way bigger, faster, and stronger than I ever Jeans was. Well, his mom was a freak. Let me tell you, his, Amy went right. to state, oh, I think, dude, from seventh no, grade on in right. track. Well, and, and, and that's what I wanted to say. And remember earlier when I texted you, if Amy wants to come— I got six mics, bro. Mm -hmm. I was wanting to talk to her, and hey, we can always Amy do Amy might part be two. one of the, the hey. better female athletes to ever no, come to Newport. Her, her and Kristen good. Lane were good. Yes. Oh, Kristen Those Lane. Those two were tag team 100%. partners. Yes. Kristen Lane and, and, and Goodall, and then, and, and I say that just with those two, but like you said, that's why I kind of joked with you if she would have came, because like, I wouldn't mind doing, and <laughs> I don't mean doing her, I mean interviewing yeah, her. Watch out. That's right. <laughs> hey, 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 that's good, it. Good thing hey, you scratch that foot. section right there. Uh, hey, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> one hour and 40 minutes edits. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. I love you, Amy. But no, what I meant was, if she, like, and again, we can do a part two. That's fine. But like she, and again, this is a whole other subject and I want to get on it. But like that whole track error, again, as good as our football was. Track was good. Track and field was, you got Sam Harold, man, state champion. Mitchell. You got, state, you got state, I'm state sorry, what, what did I say? Sam, Sam, Mitchell, Sam yeah, won yeah, yeah. 100 hurdles. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell yeah. won the 300 That's hurdles. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was yeah. crazy. It was. And then the girls were just as good. Right, 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 they right, right. So, um. And then the, Amy's yeah. older sister was a free too, Mandy. Exactly. She ended up cheering at Eastern. Yeah. Her dad was an athlete. He played baseball and basketball in college at some school, small yeah. school in Florida. Steve. Right. Coach but, uh, forever. But, but no, uh, and, and and again, please tell me if you don't, because we can always edit this. Um, uh, obviously, you said Brock's uh, uh, going to be a freak, and I see the pictures of him yeah. and mom, and he's going to be a freak. Yeah. So, Seth, so, and, and again, I, I, I say this, um, you're an athlete. You're... You're you you are an elite of the elite, you know, around here. So when when Seth came and you knew he had the special needs, what, what was that like? Well, at first we were we were concerned that he wasn't meeting milestones because every every parent reads that what to expect in the first year book, right. and Seth never met them. So um, the doctors just kept saying that he was delayed, and we took that for what it was that he was going to be okay. Um, but Amy's mom worked at Children's and. She sees kids, or she saw kids every day at that time, and she said that something else is up. So she started researching on her, on her own, and she thought that he might have Angelman's. So there are several tests that you take. But the first two came back that he didn't have. So we kept living with the dream that he's going to be okay. He's just right. a little behind. We'll get through it. And then, um, well, finally we sent away for um, chromosomal test, and his UBA, or UB3A on his 13th chromosome was smudged, which means that he has Angelman syndrome. So... Just and to pause you there, please explain to our listeners what Angelman's is. Okay, so Angelman syndrome is a chromosomal disorder that delays basically all facets of the child's life or affects all facets. Everything from walking to um, 
cognitive level to, you know, basically anything you can think of. So it's kind of like the Trump chromosome that's going to. Well, it's one. There are several. There are several other okay. syndromes that work like that. But okay. this is it. And um, well, to be honest, when we found that out, we were kind of excited that we had a diagnosis because then we knew what to expect. Right. So we started looking into it. But it's extremely rare. It's like one in thirty or one in three hundred thousand. I can't remember anymore. But Amy and I started matching up with. Um, other play groups in the area with other children that had other children that have Angelman syndrome. And there were like three or four, well, three I think in Northern Kentucky, and there were probably another four or five in Cincinnati. So, which we, is right there as a minority of a minority, right? right. So we he, got got the group yeah. together. We ended up going to Nashville for a walk together. Took classes at Vanderbilt to where we learned more about it, and made more connections, and then eventually, Amy and I were on the board that brought to walk to Cincinnati. Right. So that's something we've given back, and we've learned a lot from that. Seth now is twenty; he's going to graduate. Right. In April, as twenty-one year old, which is right. crazy, un- unbelievable that time has flown that fast. But you know, Seth, I think he's made an impact in our lives, obviously. But I think he's touched a lot of other people to make them more accepting to children that are special needs. Hey, you want to talk about touching people, bro? There ain't many people I let behind the I let behind the turntables, and he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that picture when it pops. Oh, up. that's money. All right, so we introduced the family. Now we're going into Nick Rice. In the education field. Okay. So where'd you start off? So I started off in Dayton. I taught six years at Lincoln Elementary and coaching football at Dayton. And I was lucky to be with great head teachers. Coach. No, I wasn't head coach at Dayton. I was okay, assistant. I was the um, assistant, and then I was a defense coordinator. And then I left and coached at Thomas More and came back to Dayton. Um, Thomas More, I coached a couple of Americans. Dayton, I, we, we had a couple of amazing teams, and we really had great coaches. We had Craig Smith, who played at UC. Craig's a legend here in Northern Kentucky. Lickert was the head coach one year down there, or maybe two or three years down there. Uh, Zach Deaton, who ended up being the head coach there, coached at Highlands. Dixie, and coached with me at Newport. Um, Tim Chanel. We had, we had a great group. Um, we were really lucky to have that group, and I learned a lot from them. From there, I took the head coaching job at Newport, and I taught in Newport for five years. I was also the AD. And then from there, I went to Dixie, and... I've coached at Dixie ever since, kind of off and on. Now I'm kind of in a limited capacity because I was teaching in Kenton County, but I've taken an administrative job as an assistant principal in Boone County. So now um, when you were at Newport, what, um, if any, did did that did that feel any different to come back home, if you will? Uh, I, I loved coming back home to Newport. In fact, I felt like my mission was not just to coach, but to improve the lives of our kids. And that's the way I took it. I tried to introduce the academic game plan to teach them how to study in class. We had study sessions. We had brotherhood meetings every Monday to talk about um, all all types of adversity that our kids would face to introduce characteristics that are going to help them overcome it. And then from there, we also obviously coached football and tried to win games. Right. Um, we didn't win as many as I wanted to, um, but we really had some great players and we had some some pretty exciting teams. It's tough at Newport sometimes, but... Uh, I wouldn't give that up for anything. Yeah. AD-wise, I think we did a lot of things that they're still doing today. They still sing the fight song after they win. Right. Which, by the way. Which I brought back. So that, yes, that, was, that was awesome. percent. That was awesome. We, we started a lot of little things, such as a dog soldier version at Newport and um, all sorts of different things that um, I really hope carry on forever because they really do affect those kids' lives. Oh, no. You're right, man. It's, um, it, it's crazy. So I was also lucky to coach my nephew which is pretty awesome. Right. I, I coached Ron yeah, Ron, yeah. Who, who actually lived with me. I had a lot of great athletes, but coaching your nephew is pretty, pretty exciting, especially when he's a little crazy. He has that rice gene. Right. So, so now, right now, he is 
He's a sergeant in the Army out Where, of uh, Fort Knox. Fort Knox, yeah. And yep. then, and God, don't quote me on this because it all runs together. Did he just have a baby or did he just get engaged or did he well, do something? Or? He, he does have a child, and he was married. However, he probably doesn't want to tell that story. Okay, fair enough. Now we're good. <laughs> well, so, oh, no, he's also he's, he's, he's newly married as well. Okay. So he has Yana, who's well, pretty well, yeah. lazy. Well, because, and again, obviously we're Facebook friends and I see it. Yeah. But I just see, you know, it's kind of like. Uh, slots, if you will. I don't know the in betweens. Gotcha. So I see it, I like it. Congrats and move on. You know, like I don't know, you yeah. know everything. He married um, Yana, I think, about two years ago when he was living in Texas. Yeah. At Fort Bliss, maybe two. It might have been a year. He, he's he's joked. He's oh, oh, he's you. He's yoked. I wish I wish he would have held off oh. and graduated at eighteen. You know, started school a little late, but he graduated at seventeen. Right. Yeah. You know, when that that major year of growth should, is at seventeen. Should have held 18, him back his oh, year. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. So didn't do it. yeah, should have gave him the hat and treatment. The kid <laughs> with the Dixie held him back his. Uh, that kid was a stud. Year. Oh, he was money. He was a stud. And and, and all, I'm all for his parents for holding him back. And again, I don't know if I ever told you guys this. My fourth grade year, dad held me. My dad held me back. I was not a great athlete or nothing, but my birthday is in June. I would have been a 17 year old, you know, graduate. So if he don't hold me back my fourth grade year, not saying you and I, Matthew, but like, you know, I, I graduate in between you, you and him, Yeah, you know, and boys mature different. later than, exactly. than girls. It's different. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and that's the thing as goofy as my dad was hey, a good, good call dad, you know, <laughs> I mean, but, but, and again, there's a difference of graduating high school as a 17 year old going to college turning 18 or graduating as 18 year old going to college 19 it's a whole year man right it's a whole year it's huge. i was worried about the kids from cuff latin they graduated like 14 dude, and 12 no, hey, i'm always, exaggerating with 12 dude, but they are young no, 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 no i always say it and I, if she's listening good for her but you know, you guys know mr cunningham steve and dave got rest his soul steve but you know that's um kelly's uncles mm -hmm. and their daughter Tara, I think. Tara. Tara. Tara went to school with yeah, us. That's what I'm saying. But she graduated the Cove Latin at like 14, <laughs> graduated from Vanderbilt like 19. And I'm like. Well, she graduated what? from Thomas More somewhere in the middle. Right, right, so somewhere like, in the middle. Right, yes. right, 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 right. But, but and, I, and I say that sarcastically, obviously, if she's listening. But, um, but that was my first person where I'm like, hold on. So, and again, what goes through my mind is, and again, this is the way my mind works. So you got, this is, this is called a 14-year-old junior or senior in the school with a 18 year old senior. But if you're in college, you have right. a 14 year old or, or freshman right. with or a 23 year old right, senior, right. if old, if not older. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah. flip it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it was just kind of weird, man. Um, but anyway, a uh, side note. But kudos to these kids that can do that. Oh, no, 100%. I'm like, hey, you can that's read pretty amazing. You're better than me. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, no, that's that's why. And again, I say this, the name drop, Emily Turner. Her and I, we message, you know, she went down Vanderbilt. Weatherstrom now, right? Weatherstrom, correct. Yep. I still call her. Just like I still call her good all, good all. She's still Turner. Uh -huh. So, because uh, of Clay Travis, who's who I listen to at work, he, you know, she, he went to Vanderbilt as well. So, when I would post and share uh, Clay Travis's stuff, which he's a, he's a rightist. Um, and I don't do politics, but I just, I share what I think. Emily's not a rightist. No, she's no, not on the no, right. no, she's no, on the left. No, she's on the far left. <laughs> and she's rolling with that left arm by herself. She's but, a great person. Yeah, oh no, I love Emily to death. But what I'm saying is well, like when I would share Clay's stuff, cause he, he's on the right side, she would say, Hey, I went to school with him and don't believe me. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's fine. But I kind of like what he's saying. That's, you know, but my point is though, 
she can read and write and she's very smart. She, oh, she's you know? amazing. Yeah, so it was so cool. And again, we're going to name drop here. And I wish Kelly was here. But her and Tab Runyon, hey, between Tab Runyon and Herbie Bolton, I don't know who picked me up more from school on the west side of Newport than uh, besides my mom and dad. Yeah. You know, because Tab had that uh, big old maroon Astro. She would pick me up or Herbie would pick me up in the blue uh, Beretta, I think. It That's was. awesome. But uh, but anyway, but um, so yeah, man. So uh, so now here you are, family, and so now are you now the football's over with. Obviously, are, are you are you going to continue to help out at Dixie, or are you done? Well, Brock's a freshman at Dixie, and we let him. We really let him go to Dixie, and we pay tuition because we actually live in Boone County. However, um, he had been on the sidelines for all those years. When we went to the state championship, and we had all those studs. You know, he saw that. So he was kind of brainwashed into the fact that that's where he wanted to go to school. So with you help coach, there's no uh, grandfather or nope. anything like that? No. Coaching, that, that doesn't work. It only works for teachers. So, I know, but. But with that, you know, I taught at Beach Grove, that little elementary down the street on Turkey Foot there. And uh, another great school, by the way. And Brock had went to school with me. And then he'd went to um, Turkey Foot Middle School. And then when I took the job at Yaley in Boone County, Brock had started going into his freshman year, and we had to make the decision if we were going to switch him out to Boone County because as a, as a teacher in Boone County or administrator in Boone County, you can kind of pick your school, which would have been awesome because, I mean, there are a ton of schools out there to right. pick from. But all of his friends that he had built relationships with, kind of like us sitting right here, right. were all going to Dixie. and. I didn't want that rebellion stage or anything yeah, like tough, that. Man. And I wanted him to be comfortable going into his freshman year and have the opportunity to excel. Right. You know, so he's going to Dixie and I've been coaching there. And I mean, I love the Dixie staff. I love the Dixie people. They're great people. Right. So it's a great move for him. And he's been good. He dressed varsity as a freshman and played kickoff and he made a tackle against Trinity even. So right. he lettered as a freshman. Trinity. I, sh I didn't let her until a sophomore. Right, you know, right. at a six day school. So, right. Well, so but, he's but doing by good. the way, did you see? I guess Trinity's coach just retired. No way, I didn't. Yeah, see yeah, that. because I, I think he's like sixty five. Don't quote me on all this, really? but uh, my buddy Timmy had texted me. He was like, "Hey, news that, coming out of that Trinity. might be good news for the rest of the state." Right, because <laughs> they were beating oh, us thirty five nothing at the end of the first stupid. quarter. <laughs> they're and, great. They're and, great. That's a great so, team. Listen, here's and their the, coach is doing an amazing job. Oh, it's unbelievable. But they have twelve D one kids right now on their on their roster. Well, here's here's what I'm going to tell you. So, obviously, I do football, and I was very fortunate to have them and X at Papa John's oh, four years ago, five years ago, like, you know, 16,000 people or something. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. Well, you're in Louisville. <laughs> well, no, yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's crazy. So, there was a couple things I've learned from that game. I've learned on the officiating is the officiating end how important mechanics are. So obviously Papa John, you know, they added the flight deck and, you know, I, I want to say it's close to 60, 65,000, whatever it is. Um, so what I've learned doing that high school game, that was roughly 15 to 20,000. And again, obviously don't quote me on the numbers on this. You can Google it or KHSA it. But what I've learned is how important mechanics are. Okay. And obviously you guys play college level, but probably not in front of more than what, 5,000 maybe? Probably max. No, I think even playing arena football, 9,000 might have been. Okay, 9,000. But, but my point is. Thomas Moore is probably 5,000, close to it. Right, right. We so so, so we're between 5 and 10. But my point is on the officiating end, sometimes the noise, you don't hear the whistle. That's why, and we, we've all seen the game, right? There's a false start, and the players still play, and the officials are coming running in with their arms in the air because you can't hear the whistles. Because you can't hear the whistles. So when I had Trinity and X a handful of years ago, 
my wing, who was opposite of me on the other side of the field, we couldn't hear each other's whistles. And that was my first mind set of this makes sense why Tennessee, Florida, Florida State, anybody above 40,000, 50,000 people, when you see a penalty or a false start, the players still play. Because right. you can't hear. In Louisville, I'm sure you guys have all been there. You know, it's a it's a deep bowl. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing I learned from it, how important mechanics are in the officiating world because you can't hear your whistles. And the second thing was, and if I get in trouble, hell, whatever, I've – I'm being arrogant here. I've done done my state tournaments. If I don't do any more, I don't do any more. It's Trinity. And my hand to God, and I hope some Trinity person come on here and comes on here and comments or a coach or whatever. First off, I knew more than half those <coughs> coaches because as soon as I introduced myself, was your dad pumped? He plays softball? So as you can imagine how quick that went around. Yeah. But the other thing is all the athletes they have, and I hope somebody calls me out on here that I'm wrong. Hey. You know, in today's football, you got ace right wing, eagle left, ram, 426 on two, ready, break. Here's Trinity, bro. Twins left, 46. Everything's outside zone. Right wing. Off of outside zone. That's what I'm saying. That's it. No, but like, of all year, I do these coaches, I hear, you know, they're doing the signals and they're calling in the plays and tapping heads, and we got... Uh, posters because it's not the X's and O's, brother. It's the, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's, yeah. Right. So they're like, uh, right wing 44, <laughs> Psh, gone. And again, that, that, that was like, I got goosebumps because I'm like, you know, because not to bore you with it, you know, in football, we switch halves. Yeah. So on the first half, I might be on Dixie sideline, second half, I'm on Trinity sideline. Right. So I think the state instituted that so that way you're not yelling at me the whole four quarters. <laughs> but Again, I'll never forget it. First off, as you can imagine, jacked. I got Trinity X, Papa John's, right? And when I get on Trinity's side, and this coach just says, Twins right, 44. <laughs> I'm like, that's it? That's it? Not There's no Ram or Roars or G-Pool or Golds. or. But, but what you don't see is right. all the work all that they the do work ahead exactly, of time. Right. And all, all of the classroom work that they right. do for those kids to even make audibles when exactly. things aren't working. Right, right. right. Because right. it's – Honestly, we talk about Coach Lucas giving the quarterbacks. Right. Well, we didn't talk about it today, but right. we have. Right. He used to give the quarterbacks options that a lot of coaches don't. Right. We would talk about it in the film room on if they give us this, we're going to check to this. You know, Trinity does that right. because they they break down all the formations and everything that you're going to give them. Right. So they know ahead of time. Exactly. But well, it, and the, they do have athletes. Well, then I'll tell you, and like True. you just said, the other thing that's huge, rather it, I'm very fortunate to coach Morgan's softball team, and. Um, I'm sure with you coaching, uh, the, the big thing that's so comforting is when you have talent, how much more you can coach. Let's rewind. I know we're a Nick or uh, yeah, Nick and you were an hour and 57 minutes in here, but let's rewind an hour and a half ago. What did I tell you? My buddy up new cat. You have somebody acting up. You get rid of them. Next man up Highlands. Next man up, right? Newport, Lolo, Bellevue, Dayton, Covington. They don't have that luxury. But my point is though, is you can and, and again I say this as a compliment to, to 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 our softball team because you know we have girls an hour in every direction and, and they're talented. So you can coach more and teach more when you have athletic kids and smart kids. Right. You know, it makes it that much easier. It's like I said when I told you I patted him on the back. I said, man, how awesome is that just to show up and coach every day? You know? But anyway. But uh so what we got, man? Uh, as, would you open there a little, little Arnold Palmer? Arnold Palmer, half and half. 
What we'll is this? Arizona man. tea, baby. Arizona tea. So uh <laughs> keeping it clean. So uh what else we got, man? Chew what you got, man. You've been sitting here all night. I know you ain't chimed in, but what do we want to talk about? Got nothing. All right, man. So what you got, Nick? We got we gotta have something, man. I don't know. What do you want to talk about still? What do well, we have? Well, because well, you can always scratch this part. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, so to say, you know, I'm gonna write this down. We're at a minute fifty-eight seventeen. Yeah. If we want to get rid of it, uh, but no, I, I I like to talk about um, like for example, like we all went to Ohio State football camp, and then, and <laughs> I know we talked about it earlier beforehand. Yeah. So it was me, you, Chu, and and Mike Runyon. So um, and and I mentioned it earlier when I can remember my dad dropping me off up at J Bug's house, and we all drove up. So. And first off, how did that even come about? Well, the year before, I'd went to the Ohio State football camp with, uh, it was basically myself, my brother-in-law, Tony, set all that up, and it, it, was, it was amazing. You learn so much just from being around the coaches, being around the players, and competing with all these other people from around the country. And then as a junior or senior, when you're there, you're pretty much looked at not just by the Ohio State coaches, but they have coaches from everywhere that are there as well right. looking at you. So. That was a great chance for, really, with Mike being a senior and myself being a senior, for us to get our name out there and um, to be able to compete to see where we really would fit in if you were a D1 kid, a D2 kid, or right. whatever. So Tony had set that up the year before, and I went up by myself and learned a whole lot. So the following year, you guys, we thought you would be interested in it and right. that you would learn a lot from it. And oh, it was awesome. Uh, it, hey, it, was, it was absolutely somewhere amazing. Somewhere I still have the paperwork because Trestle was the coach. The no, vest. it was Cooper. Oh, John Cooper, Cooper I'm was sorry. I'm then. sorry. Yeah, John Cooper, yeah, the, John. Vest, the, the, the vest. I still have it somewhere where it has my 40 time and how many dips I did. It's somewhere in that closet. So what you running the 40 in? I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I want to say it was like, I'm not bragging, and Chew, please back me up here. I was quick. I was quick. Four or five, maybe four or four. I don't remember. But it, it, I, I promise you. Underneath my steps to your right, Nick. It's in that. It's in that tote. I promise. I know. With, with, with your autographed football. All, all I know is my junior year, I ran. I did like um seventeen dips, and it was like low. You know, like you had a little rating. You had a little rating. It was like that yes. going low. Right. So the next year, right. I did like like twenty seven, and I thought twenty seven. This is going to be great. They're like uh, medium. They're like, <laughs> it was hey, like golly. What hey, happened? It was like getting better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, what, uh, that's what so it was. Here's the story I tell everybody. Remember, I told you earlier. Uh huh. I don't know if we were on the air or off the air or not. We're two hours in here. But uh, I have a bunch of my softball parents, Ohio State people, and I'll tell them about when we went up there, Eddie George, and uh, like you said, um, um, and you Pace. Know, a lot of those guys that were with us in camp end up signing with Ohio State. Oh, no, no, that's they what I'm saying. They were monsters. So, so, like, so do, do you guys remember that he was a receiver when he wore his Michigan shorts? Do you guys remember that? Or I think it, I do. I so think I do. here's what happened. Coach Pug, linebacker coach. Amazing. I yes. Like Coach yeah, Puggage. Hey, hey. Puggage was Puggage. his name. I'm yes. saying, said thank you, but I remembered it. Uh, and there's two stories I want to get to this here. So Puggage. So I'll never forget this receiver, tall, skinny, black kid. You're like, yeah, he's going somewhere to play football. He wore the Michigan and I want to say this right. What is it? The gold? Was it Blake? What do they call it? Uh, Michigan is um, uh, a golden uh, maze. maze. Golden maze. Golden maze. Nah, blue and so, maze. Blue and maze. Yes. So he had the blue and maze, as you got to think, late 90s basketball shorts on, right? That's what he had on. And what was it, Coach Puggish? Coach yeah. Puggish, I'll never forget, we had just arrived to the Woody Hayes Center. 
Remember? Because we had just left the towers. Fight the team across the field. We had a scene to yeah. fight song. So we just arrived at the Woody Hayes Center turf. For those of you that don't know, it's an indoor Amazing. Pra- practice facility. Beautiful. Yeah. Back in 1997, <laughs> it was state of the art. With their black leather seats exactly. for their video room. Yes. Sickening. So we get there, and, and this fella has these Michigan shorts on. And now, again, let's 23 years later, I'm like, why the hell would this guy do this? A, is it to get noticed, right? But then I'm like, B, that's a negative way to get noticed at Ohio State. You know, it's, you know, it's not Northwestern, you know what I'm saying? So Coach Pug, I'll never, Coach Pug is sorry. I was like, oh, I don't want to say Coach Pug. But Coach Pug has told him, hey, my man, you need to flip them inside out or we're going to send you back to the towers and you can change. And right then and there, my man flipped his shorts inside out. Yeah, I'll never forget that story till the day I die. I hope unless I get fucking dementia or something, I'll never forget that story. Because I'm like, this coach is making this kid drop his shorts and flip them inside out right now. Now, again, I'm I'm a sophomore. We're sophomores at this time. You're a senior. But I'm like, I know Michigan, Ohio State, something, but... No, they hate it. Right now, like, and again, obviously it's now I know they cross the M's and all yeah. that stuff and whatever. And then the other story is... I get jacked every time I say this. Like you said, we're in Ohio State's film room, Cat Samoyer. Remember, they played that O for Tuna, that dun, 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 dun. And it started off with the camera like scanning across and Cat Samoyer's like face mask. And, and there was a highlight reel. And he's murdering people. Murdering people. Yes. I if can't I, find those hits anywhere, but no, that, that was the greatest right. highlight yes, film ever. Yes. Like you said, we're in there, like I'm like Jack, if I'm not mistaken. It, it looked like a church. Yes. Like the the, the buildings was, were beautiful. It was unbelievable. Uh, but I, that that's two things I'll tell every well, I was just a bunch more. I'll tell people how Orlando Pace was like showing us how to squat with three plates, three fifteen on each side as, as if it's the bar. That was nothing. He's but, like, so what you want to do? But you is, know, Pace <laughs> was also up for the Heisman that year. Oh, it was a lineman. I think he unbelievable. Yeah, like, like two hundred pancakes or something. You remember right. this? Like something they were counting stupid. his pancake blocks right so so who was so pace eddie george eddie joey george, galloway was there right joey because he ripped his acl and ended up coming back and running a 419 right so who runs a 419 exactly, 40 after right. a ripped acl so and he looked like a linebacker right that's stupid and like um eddie george because remember he did the parachute running with no shirt on you're like yeah that's what chiseled looks like do you remember him doing dips my group he did dips he See, modeled dips that. he had 245s between his legs and he's pumping out like 50 dips right. and talking to people while he's so doing guy, it yeah <laughs> oh, kind of like orlando pace with 315 so guys what you want to do is yeah <laughs> but uh but no man and again here's the other story i tell everybody and again this is 97 so i'll tell every 97 98 i tell everybody i'm like Man, this doesn't look because remember afterwards they let us go on the field. Remember? Yeah. So, excuse me. So at that time, Ohio State there they didn't have it was the, grass. Well, well, grass, but the end of the horseshoe, the rollaway seats, open. it was open. And my Newport education was like, this ain't no hundred thousand people here. And whoever the tour guy was was like, yeah, we're missing twenty eight thousand in the end zone. Those are rollaway seats. I'm like, fair enough, good enough. It makes sense now <laughs> because I'm like, hold on, this ain't a hundred thousand. But the thing that I admired about it, and again, this is going back twenty whatever years ago, is just the architecture of it. You know, the horseshoe. You know, it and looked like a Roman that, Coliseum. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it looked like. It was awesome. Yeah, you know, my the first year I went up there, you stayed in the dorms in the side of the horseshoe. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Hey, let me tell you. That was hey, awesome. We play softball at Burliner Park probably five times a year. I'm like, hey, girls, you see those Twin Towers over there? That's where we stayed at my sophomore year. <laughs> I tell them all the time. It is awesome. I tell them all the time. And They're the food, still there. The food was good. <laughs> hey, 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 two things. Hey, do you remember the other thing we learned about? What? Wally Bell. 
Volleyball, remember? Oh, uh, volleyball, volleyball is the greatest game ever. Right. Remember? Volleyball, volleyball off the walls. Yes. You play with like a giant racquetball, but it's volleyball. And it's it's racquetball with, with a, 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 volleyball, a volleyball net and it's live. That was fun. I never knew that. Did you? No, but that was so much fun. Oh, it was awesome. We did have a great but, time. But but did you really remember that? And Chew, hey, I knew you, do you remember. Here, but, but no, but like every night before, every morning before we left the towers, we had to sing a fight song. And and people laughed And, at and me. if you didn't sing it, right, they didn't oh, let you, you go. Exactly. Or you, you didn't sing it before lunch, you didn't eat. Exactly. Yeah, you, it was you, breakfast, were lunch, for you. and on the way back. And people laugh at me. They're like, how the fuck do you know the Ohio State fight song? I'm well, like, you learn it. well, I had to sing it like 22 times up at the football camp. But how awesome is it that you know <laughs> oh, it? Fight the team you know, across the field. My, my first yes. year, they made you learn, um, what was it? What's the one at the end of the game? Carmen, Ohio. Okay, see, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. And how do you not fall in love with that? And then, right. Pom, I'm going to tell you why I love the Bucks is when oh, I'm sorry. That, and that just same, you real quick. same year I had. Oh, hold on one second. I was being just to pause you guys real quick. So just so you guys know, Nick Rice is a huge Ohio State Buck. I, I think. am a huge Buck. I'm oh, sorry. But that Trestle ended up being the head coach there. You know, so Trestle was an amazing guy at Youngstown. I fell in love with him there. He's a great guy. And then he went on after John Cooper to take over the head coaching job. Right. And. Never met a better person. H U man, just give us a hey, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, hey, you know something else? What I was gonna tell you? What's that? You know, like uh, the, how those dorms were set up? They were set up in suites. If you remember, yeah, that, yeah, it was kind of where like, there were a couple of other bedrooms. Right. The other bedroom had a had a linebacker. He was a running back, actually, at Louisville Butler, and I believe his name was Michael Smith, who ended up playing just linebacker. Your name dropping. He ended up playing linebacker for four years at Louisville. Really? I think he started as a freshman or a sophomore. Amazing guy. It's Easy unbelievable. Guy. Yep. All right. So, so, all right, man. Hey, and I ain't saying we got to wrap it up because, hey, I ain't got shit to do tomorrow till 8 a.m. So, it's we're two hours in here, man. And I told you. What did I tell you when I called you earlier? I said, Nick, man, it's going to be a blast, man. See, we didn't get, in, get into any of the crazy stuff. That's what I'm saying. We just kept it clean. Right, right. Well, yeah, <laughs> hey, this is definitely, what is it, uh, PG or whatever it, it is. is. Yeah. But, uh, and again, um, I mean, there's so much more I want to talk about, but I just don't know how long you want to go because you have to what get back to Boone County, man. Well, it's that a, it's going on it's midnight, midnight, and I Brock has a JV game tomorrow, so yeah, I probably need to go. All right, man. This is a great so, time though, Pomp. Thank you, brother. Nah, man. Hey, Chew, you got anything to take us out? <laughs> Chew <laughs> says no. Hey, Nick, man. Listen, uh, dead seriousness. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get Chew's feet wet here, but uh, I truly mean this. Uh, next to Jason Barnes's uh, mom and dad, and I say that because they were there. They took me to Gatlinburg with them, and Chew's parents took me down to Destin with them a couple times, and um, obviously your mom and dad, man. I uh, love them to death and love you to death. You guys are always good people, man. And, um, I, you know, I know this sounds very cliche and, and corny, but it took us a Friday night and me getting with you about 4 o'clock today for us to get this <laughs> together, and here it is, 11.58 and we're two hours and nine minutes in, and we're wrapping this up, man. I know it sounds corny, but um, life, uh, life, life keeps you busy, man. And 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 uh, that's one thing I always tell people. You know, people like, oh, fucking pomp, pomp. This talks too much, but um, it's because, uh, I, and this is me being very selfish. I just don't get what I want out of people sometimes, and and I, I'm selfish, hundred percent. Like what you and I just did here in this two hours, that's what we, when we have our phone conversations, what we talk about. You know, yeah. it, it ain't nothing different. Mm -hmm. And again, like Nick Rice, him and I the other day, 
when we were talking, we were like 42 minutes and I said, Nick, this is a podcast. Like what we're talking about, this is what we would do, you know? And again, he wants to come on. You're talking about Rouse. Rouse. Oh, what did I say? Rice. Rice, Uh, I'm sorry. My my bad. I meant Nick Rouse. Sorry. But, uh, but like you said, man, like I would love to do a part two here and have you and Goodall and Rouse and we get you a microphone here, you know, I think it'd be so much fun, man. But anyway, but now again, man, from the bottom of my heart, man, I, I truly appreciate you coming.